two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe, and much, much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me to be the first to welcome you guys in to episode 373 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. JP, usually you're the guy with the intros, but I don't think we could hear you. Can you hear me now? Ah, there's my guy. <laughs> you did hear the WTP intro, though, correct? We did. We okay. Did. And at the end of the day, that's what's important because. We all know that the Wrestle Talk podcast intro is legendary, baby. Shout out to our boy, legendary voiceover artist, legendary pro wrestling personality, Hank Hudson, bro. But I'll let you do the rest of the introduction because I'm not handling these duties alone tonight, man. Why don't you introduce my tag team partner for the evening? That's right. Well, we got a good team here tonight. We got the night owl. We've got Hardcore Haas, and we got the man himself, the one, the only, Mr. Luke Roberts. All right, gentlemen, tonight, WrestleTalk 373 right here, WrestleTalkPodcast.com, as well as all forms of social media. Renee, I think, is definitely ready to roll tonight. we got a lot of great wrestling action to talk about. And as we have mentioned earlier on, as Renee is taking an opportunity to advertise one of those great WrestleTalk podcast mugs, which are available online, if you want to have an opportunity to have one of the great mugs and support the WrestleTalk podcast, make it a point to get a hold of the WrestleTalk podcast. We'll make sure we get you all set up with one of those wonderful, wonderful mugs. And Renee, I got to ask you, Joe was talking about it last week. Uh, how much colder are those beverages when you put them in a WrestleTalk podcast mug? Um, so we have had our crack team over at the Wrestle Talk Podcast Labs verify that it makes anything you put in here. It's not just drinks. You can put root beer floats, whatever it is, ice cream, 17.5% better, Skywalker. So, I mean, even if you ended up with some terrible luck and lost a bed and had to drink like a glass full of pee, which this is not that, obviously, it would still taste 17.5% better. Anyone willing to verify that? Let us know. We'll put you on the air. We'll give you some airtime. But I'm pretty certain that no matter what you put in here, Skywalker, it's going to be 17.5% better. Well, like I say that's one of those. We got to thank the Russell team, uh, the Russell Talk uh, Labs, for making sure they have those uh, facts and figures taken care of. As you can see over Renee's shoulder tonight, Leon Mephisto is going to be joining us 
here at about 7.30. Mitch Onyx joining us a little bit after 8 o'clock this evening. Gentlemen, i got to tell you right now, tonight's going to be a great show off of Wrestle Madness 3 just last week. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, make it a point to go online and listen to it. Great episode. If I'm not mistaken, gentlemen, right at three hours of great professional wrestling content and discussion. A lot of guests. We had Stormy Renee. We had Tim Miller. We had Sunny Money Mayo and a host of others on the program. And tonight we're going to have a lot of great things to talk about. Gentlemen, I got to ask you, how in the world are you? It's been a very busy week. We're now in the holiday season. Happy holidays, gentlemen. I got to ask you, how are things going in your corner of the world? I'll let you take it, Hoss. Hey, I, I tell you, everything seems to be going okay. And, uh, you know, thankfully right now and just having a having a good time, although it's getting so busy, you know, getting ready for all these holidays and everything. And hopefully you guys had a great holiday. And shout out to uh, Andrew Hall, Gabe and Abe of the Lumberjacks. And I see Renee's got his jaw right there. I received mine today of the Redwood Slam Jam. If you see these guys, make sure you pick some of that stuff up. Have you tried yours yet, Night Owl? No. So I actually held off. I I don't know how I found the self-control to do this, but I held off. For today's show, so right before we bring on our first featured guest here in about 20, uh, 25 minutes, uh, the legendary Midwest uh, professional wrestler, Leona Mephisto, I'm actually going to be trying some of this Lumberjacks Fueled on Jam Redwood Lumberjack Slam made by Don and the lovely Angela in good old Union, Missouri. So here in about 20 minutes... I've got my graham crackers. I got my jam ready to go. We're going to try it out. We're going to give an honest review. And I guarantee you, just by looking at how this is an old-fashioned ball jar, it's dated, it's handwritten, I can guarantee you this thing's going to be a, a damn home run. And we're actually going to give it a rating from one to five super kicks. Super kicks one, being the highest, five. one being the lowest. So we'll get to that here in about 20 minutes. But I'm very excited about that, Hoss. Well, I can already tell you I've tried mine. I think mine is five super kicks. It's got some good flavors to it. You know, it the uh, strawberries in it mixed with the chipotle peppers in there. Oh, my gosh. I tell you, it is delicious. So well, I'll tell you what, JP. I can't wait to give my feedback on that. But before we go any further, we do have a tradition. We're going to get to the sponsors here momentarily. But we do have a tradition here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. And no matter what time of the year it is, here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, it is the 4th of July every single Tuesday. And as you guys know, we recently changed the anthem from Carl Lewis to something else. So as we continue this time honored tradition, I'm going to ask everybody who's wearing one to respectfully remove your cap, place your hands over your heart as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth. That's America, damn it.
Okay, we lost her a little bit early there. <laughs> but that's right, amigos. That is the new national anthem that we're going to be playing here moving forward. You know why? Because Carl Lewis was copyrighted, Luke Skywalker Roberts. You and the rest of the uh, the programming team were like, okay, guys, we've had our fun, but we can't keep using it. So we switched it, and we switched it over to the Roseanne Barr anthem. I think everybody disapproves, and that's exactly what we're going for. So, boom. Well, gentlemen, I can tell you right now, you're talking about the uh, Lumberjack Slam Jam. I'm going to tell you, I've had an opportunity. I've heard from a lot of people that it's a really great product. We're going to be uh, sharing that with you here in just a few minutes live on the WrestleTalk podcast. Also, as a reminder, too, we also want to uh, make it a point. If you're looking for great holiday gifts, uh, the, R- the Lumberjack Slam Jam is one. But also, we've had several guests on the program, including Vinny Barry, who has the book Lance by Chance. You can get it at WrestleVille.com. And also, you can go over to EatSleepWrestle.com. Our great friend, John Cosper. You can go over there and check out a lot of his great books. Also, Dude, I got Bluegrass things. Brawlers sitting right here over my right shoulder. And, um, and and I've also got to get to uh, Louis, Louisville's greatest show. So, John Cosper's an outstanding author, both wrestling and non-wrestling related topics, which is which is great um, uh, and th- for the very talented John Cosper. And also, speaking of which, too, Renee, Ed Wheatley's book, Wrestling at the Chase, you can have an I'm getting that one. I, I actually saw that this weekend when I was out, and surprisingly enough, it was actually out of stock already uh, at the location that I went to. I saw the signage for it, and it's out of stock. It's a great read. It's a lot of great wrestling information about wrestling at the chase. Uh, if you have an opportunity, pick it up. A lot of great things. Gentlemen, i got to tell you right now, in about 20 minutes here, we're going to have Leon Mephisto here on the program talking about an event that's very important to a lot of wrestlers here in the Midwest. Uh, talking about the Izzy Blackwell Memorial uh, show taking place this Friday. We're also going to have Mitch Onyx on. Gentlemen, I can tell you right now, I don't know about you, but it's the holiday season. We're ready to go. It's Wrestle Talk 373. I think it's time for high spots. What do you guys think? Man, what do you say, John? I'm almost ready, but I think we got a little bit more business that we got to hit before we go. Is that guys I, I, with that? I was going to say, why, why don't one of you guys run us through our sponsors before we go into the, the high know, spots I can tell you right now, you do that so well, and that's one of the things you do awesome. Besides running the boards and making sure we get everything taken care of, let's go ahead and let you do the uh, sponsor introduction. Make sure everybody knows all the great sponsors that support the WrestleTalk podcast. Just do me a favor, Hoss. Save Kincaid for last because I got a little bit of breaking news. All right. I will. Uh, I will try to do that for you. So, all right, as you can see running across the bottom of our screen there, we have our wonderful sponsors, and we could not do this without them. So uh, let's start off here with Everything Combat, Esports Bar Kansas City, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter Dreams Productions, Rathbun Engraving that brings us those beautiful WrestleTalk mugs, me Fiesta Reynolds, the FWWC, and last but not least, Ken Cade. All right. Now, I knew there was a drop I was missing, and it was the breaking news drop. Hoss, do you have it? Uh, Give me just one second here. I, I love my team. You guys are always so much more prepared than I am. I'm, I'm almost sure he's got it. Here we go. All right. 
right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot to get into for tonight. But let me start off with some huge news. So as you guys know, we've got a lot of amazing partnerships in the world of professional wrestling. And one of the best partnerships we have is with our friends over there at King K. Let me tell you why, because we're always trying to find new ways to work together. Well, I just got a call from my boy DBD, uh, owner of King Kate at the Oak Park Mall here in the beautiful, lovely Kansas City. And he said to me, hey, Night Owl, what do you say we get together for an auction? And I auction off 20 of the illest, sickest, raddest, most badass vintage wrestling toys I have for dirt cheap. And he said, I'm going to set the prices low. If they go up, they go up. But for the most part, we're practically giving this stuff away. Now, you guys know how much I love to brag about the stuff that I collect. Can anybody tell me who this is? Luke Skywalker, my resident historian. That would be Nikolai Volkov. Nikolai Volkov. Well, this Nikolai Volkov isn't just any Nikolai Volkov because this Nikolai Volkov I actually got from Kincaid for the Mega Low. And it's actually a LJN Titan Sports original from 1984. So this is the kind of stuff, some of it's going to be in the box, some of it's going to be out of the box. This is the kind of stuff you're going to be able to get your hands on. Trust me, you're not going to find this stuff at Vintage Stock, and your shell's hell not going to find it at one of the big department stores. So make sure you stay tuned, because it could be as early as this Friday. And we will share the link on Kincaid, because we're broadcasting it live, where you guys, the members of the Wrestle Talk family, will have first dibs on all the incredible merchandise that we're going to be auctioning off from Kincaid Live very likely this upcoming Friday. So I figured I'd share that outstanding news with you guys because I know who doesn't love great vintage pro wrestling toys. And then on a completely unrelated matter, I'm just trying to give this thing away. I love Sasha Banks, but I love the FW, the FWWC. I love wrestling. I love wrestle talk more than, than, than anything, even more than action figures. So I picked up this action figure and I love it dearly, but I want to do something for the members of the Wrestle Talk family. If you share this broadcast, call in, show some love, drop a comment. We're just going to pick someone randomly, and we're going to go ahead and ship this Sasha Banks Elite Collection WWE licensed action figure, the legendary Sasha Banks. So that's what we're doing here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. We're spreading the love, we're giving the gifts because we are in that holiday spirit, gentlemen. A lot of news dropping. I got to know, what do you guys think about Kincaid? And what do you guys think about the giveaway that we're doing? I can tell you right now, Renee, looking at the age on that, I mean, you're talking 1984, almost 40 years ago. It takes me back to my childhood. The opportunity to see such a historic figure, an LJN figure, those are very difficult to come by in some cases. And for Kincaid to uh, have an opportunity to uh, donate those in auction, to take care of things, that is an awesome thing. And again, once that goes live, make sure to bid early, bid often, because those are some great items that are available. If you are the wrestling fan, it's definitely something you look at. You can look at the Night Owl. You can look at Hardcore Hoss. You can look behind me, all the great things that are the world of professional wrestling. And I can tell you right now, the opportunity to add those figures to your collection would be something that you definitely don't want to miss. Exactly. Don't pass it up. What are your thoughts, Hoss? I agree 100%, man. Anytime you can get something from the past, something you can't get your hands on anymore. That is just a remarkable uh, opportunity that you you just don't want to pass up on. So I'm very excited to see what it is they're putting up. Uh, 
and uh, may have to bid on some of that stuff myself. <laughs> Find yourself a nice little Christmas gift. Well, in other words, what Hoss is trying to say is, yee-haw, right? <laughs> that's All right, right, gentlemen, that's right. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and kick off tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast High Spot segment, where we give you the opportunity to come on and join us in tackling all the incredible and always surprising topics in the world of professional wrestling. Hardcore Hoss, you know what to do. Cue up that DJ money for tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast High Spot segment. My check, my check. Yeah. All right, all right. to get in to all the entertaining, fun, and in some cases, controversial topics in the world of professional wrestling. And I know you don't usually go first, Hoss, but I know you've got to have at least one great topic for tonight's edition of the High Spot segment. What in the world of professional wrestling, whether it be local, national, or international, has gotten your attention coming into tonight's show, bro? Lay it on us. Well, you know, one, one thing I'm going to go ahead and bring up is uh, a feud that was actually started right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast the other week. A feud between Israel Sharif Fakur mm. and El Maton Cisco. I tell you, that feud is starting to boil over. They had a show this weekend where fans got to pick the uh, the matches and then it was six matches. The winners of those matches got to go into a tournament. And uh, Cisco was actually picked by the fans to be in a triple threat match to go against Israel. And uh, Israel came out with the win on that. And then, of course, he got into that. The, Israel got into the tournament by winning. And at the end of the tournament, Cisco actually interfered, costing Israel the match. And that that uh, feud is oh, just bubbling over, I tell you. And I, I can't wait to see what happens next show with this feud and where they're going with this because it's just, uh, it, it's really something. Well, I believe that we can coordinate something where we can bring both of them on, and I just happen to know the guy that can make that happen, right, Hoss? Maybe uh, we'll get so. both of those spunky roosters in the Wrestle Talk podcast arena before they actually get the opportunity to get their paws on each other because I'm sure the tension is going to be so thick that you could cut it with the back end of a toothbrush. Oh, I, I think so, and I, I would look forward to seeing that. You know, it, it – 
it would be something, and especially since, like I say, that feud started right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. You know, it started with Cisco laying out a challenge to ISP, ISP coming into the comments and answering, and then ISP the very next week. So on the show, so uh, you know, it it was it's getting quite interesting. So we'll we'll have to see if we cannot make that happen. Let's see what we can do. Luke Roberts, I know you watch a lot of wrestling, and I'm not just talking about the stuff that comes on Mondays and Fridays, brother. What in the world of pro wrestling has your attention right now? Well, I got to tell you right now, and this is going to be one that a lot of people in the St. Louis area were amazed by this past weekend, and it kind of goes along the same uh, vein as what Haas was talking about a few minutes ago. Three words. The snitch speaks. You heard me right. The snitch actually, after months and months and months, finally talks on the microphone at Thanksgiving Slam to throw out a challenge for December 18th, Dynamo Pro Wrestling. He has challenged Outcast, but this is not any ordinary match. Number one, no disqualification. And there are some stipulations. If the snitch loses, the snitch will never receive a Dynamo Pro Championship opportunity again. Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Tag Team D1 titles, the snitch cannot compete for any of those if he loses the match. If Outcast loses, and I can't believe I got to even think about this potentially, Outcast will retire from in-ring competition. You know the Bum Rush Brothers which Outcast was one half of uh, with Shorty Biggs for a long time. One of my favorite Midwest wrestling tag teams of all time, including the besties in the world, Alpha Omega, and I could keep going down the list. And by the way, I was at Journey Pro here in Kansas City last Friday. Campbell Myers and SK Bishop are tremendously talented as young tag team competitors. But when you're talking about Two ends of the spectrum, Outcast by any estimation is a St. Louis pro wrestling legend. Um, not only as a singles wrestler, which a lot of people don't give him enough credit for, Skywalker, but especially as a tag team wrestler. Well, you got to look at it right now. Former Dynamo Pro D1 champion on two occasions, former multi time Dynamo Pro tag team champion as a member of the Bum Rush Brothers. I got to tell you, this matchup definitely has my interest intrigued alongside my uh, broadcast colleague, Jeremy Karp, uh, the maestro, uh, Chris Rodell as well. The other thing that's really kind of sticking to me right now, and I'll be honest with you, also happened this past weekend, lights out Adrian Surge, having some pretty choice words for the fans of Dynamo Pro Wrestling after defeating Shadows at Thanksgiving Slam. I got to tell you right now, Night Owl, when you look at this, he put out a challenge. He wants to be the first wrestler in Dynamo Pro history to reign for a 1,000 days. And if he's going to do it on December 18th, he's got a monumental task. December 18th, lights out Adrian Surge, defends the Dynamo Pro Championship against the Dynamo Pro D1 champion, Camaro Jackson. I got to tell you, a lot of big things happened in the world of Dynamo Pro Wrestling this past weekend. And I got to tell you, a lot of these things have all stemmed from right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. 
Yeah, we like to stir the shit a little bit. <laughs> it's true. If you won't say it, I will. Um, real quick, though, big shout out to all of our fans watching around the country. We got folks from Virginia, West Virginia in the house. We got Kansas, Missouri, Illinois. We got Texas in the house. We have Minnesota in the house. We got Florida in the house. And I want to make sure I don't miss anybody. You yeah, got I Oregon in it. the house? Who? We got Oregon in the house? Oregon? No, Oregon is not here yet, but maybe later. Okay, so shout out to my boy, Michael Pam from Michael's Corner. He had me on as a guest. Uh, and let me just say, it was one of the funnest interviews I've ever done. Class guy, great wrestling mind, and a dear, dear friend. So shout out to you, Michael Earl Pam of Michael's Corner. You guys go subscribe to him on YouTube. I think he's creeping up towards a 1,000 subscribers now, so he's doing pretty well for himself. Now, the high spots topic I wanted to talk about is actually one that I could probably save for Leone Mephisto. But I'm going to bring it to you first, Luke Skywalker Roberts, because I think you've been around this business enough as an in-ring talent, as a referee, as a commentator, as a ring announcer, as a booker, I think in some limited capacities, the attack on Seth Rollins from two weeks ago, I'm sure you heard about it. Some fan jumped over the barricade, right? And every time that that happens, my Twitter feed goes crazy. Not Well, quite a bit of it is rage. Like, how dare that idiot do that to Seth Rollins? You're supposed to respect the talent. And, and I'm all for that, bro. I'm with it. Like, don't jump the barricade. Don't be an asshole. Respect the talent, right? But here's what I noticed. And I go on a lot of shows. If I get heat for this, then I get heat for this. Everybody knows I can throw hands. I ain't worried about it. <laughs> My thing is this. I saw an exorbitant amount of talent on varying levels of the pro wrestling spectrum, Skywalker, like, like, like foaming at the mouth profusely and saying, Oh my God, it is my dream for a fan to jump over the barricade during one of my matches. I've heard respected and well-tenured talent. I've heard trainers of respected and well-tenured talent like salivating at the idea of being able to get their hands on a fan. Now, we all know the infamous video of the fan jumping in, trying to attack Triple H and Triple H and Austin and the ass whooping and all that kind of stuff. I get it, bro. You respect it. I mean, I'm sorry. You have to respect the sport. You can't interfere with the fans. As a matter of fact, I was at a show recently uh, where some stupid drunk chick got up on the ring right at the tail end of a match. Thankfully, it was already over. She was stupid drunk. Her dumb boyfriend was, like, trying to take a picture of her up at the ring. There were barricades. There were security. This one just happened to slip through the cracks. Thankfully, it was a girl, and it wasn't a guy. But I fear that if it would have been a guy, that this would have given the talent some sort of, like, get-out-of-jail-free card to beat the shit out of the fan. And the amount of people that I heard talking about this, I'm talking about talent, not fan, Skywalker. Uh, this urge, this desire to like beat up some idiot fan that decides to jump over the barricade, it was like disturbing to me. I'm like, and I'm not gonna name any names because I'm respectful, but I was like, bro, you, this is really what you dream about? This is really what you're salivating about about getting your hands on some idiot fan? Listen, security's there for a reason. Let them do what they need to do to handle their business. Now, if somebody puts their hands on you. And you got to do whatever you got to do to get them off of you. Okay, got you. Self-defense. You're not going to hear me argue about that. But just the amount of excitement that I heard from talent craving for the opportunity to put the pause on some stupid fan, it bothered me, Skywalker. And I can't seem 
to get to, to wrap my head around why that is. I get it. That person probably does deserve to get their ass whooped, but I don't think it should be the talent that's distributing said ass whooping. I think you need to be a professional. And even if that person's being a, an idiot, you should not be separate yourself from the situation if you can. And this lust to beat up fans from some well-respected talent, it just really caught me off guard. And I know we got Leone Mephisto here in about three minutes, but I got to get your thoughts on it, bro, because I know I wasn't the only one that saw it. Well, Renee, and it was just take, weird to me. It was I very strange. Right now, I've always been one of those that believe that leave the wrestling to those that are the professionals. Leave it to the ones that are getting inside the ring, putting their effort, their energy, their livelihood out inside the squared circle. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of things. I it, it takes me back to, and it's kind of a slightly different situation, the Hall of Fame ceremony where Bret Hart was attacked. And I mean, that's one of those, that wasn't even a match. That was somebody getting recognized for all of their accomplishments inside the squared circle. Uh, I'll tell you right now, I have heard way too many horror stories and maybe it's my age. I, I don't know, but I remember a good, a good friend of mine, uh, a man that a lot of people in the Midwest know, a man by the name of Butch Fletcher, who's talked about hearing and seeing people getting stabbed um, or worse because fans cross that line and i'm gonna tell you right now when it comes down to me um you shouldn't get in a ring if you've not had the opportunity to be trained to know what's going on inside the squared circle you should not be anywhere your shape or form in a ring and i'm gonna tell you right now uh i remember one matter of fact dynamo pro wrestling and he'll tell you this story uh one of the wrestle talks own uh chris rodell one of the first nights he was a part of Dynamo Pro Wrestling, we had a fan uh, flat-footed jump the guardrail. And if Chris wouldn't have been there to talk the guy down, he I don't know what would have happened. When it comes down to it, I've always been the idea of you, you, you don't throw hands unless it's an absolute last resort. Right, unless you're being attacked. That's how I feel. Even if that person's got that whooping coming, and, and I understand it, like, Bro, you you know you're not supposed to be over here. Whatever happens to you beyond this point is on you. I'm totally with that. But just like the amount, I think I don't want to overemphasize here. But can you speak to maybe what what where that comes from, Skywalker? Like, what is it with some of this talent being so eager at the opportunity of actually being able to, you know, cause damage to the fans? I, I don't. It was weird to me, bro. It was it's very weird. Renee, it's one of those where a lot of people have this idea that as soon as a fan jumps that guardrail, they are no longer a fan. They are a potential threat to your personal safety. And while I understand that, I mean, again, it shouldn't be the idea of frothing at the mouth of going after somebody right. because of the idea that they've jumped a rail. I mean, I'll, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I've had fans that have jumped the rail in my matches when I was an active competitor. I did not know that. I, I, I did. As a matter of fact, I had, and I'm going to be perfectly up front. Uh, I was in the middle of a match and I had a fan attack me. And wow. I know exactly what's there. They had gotten in the ring. They had gotten inside my space. And like you said, you have to um, protect yourself. And it was the idea in that case of where, uh, at that point in time, by the time I knew what was going on, security already had the fan out of the ring. And thankfully, I didn't have to to physically prepare myself. But, I mean, again, it's one of those where this is how wrestlers make their living. And I can see where they go at it. Is it right? No way, shape, or form is it right. 
But when it comes down to it, there are people who feel the second you cross that guardrail, you're All taking your own it. chances. And it's not, it's not, uh, again, not right in any way, shape, or form. And thankfully, with the exception of that one instance of a fan trying to come after me, I've never had the, I've never had to see it go that far. Well, thank goodness, bro. And 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 really, I, I just want to say that even at this event that I was at, um, it was handled quite professionally by both the talent and the security and the ownership. Those people were immediately asked to leave. I, I thought it was handled about as good as you can handle a situation like that. But I was just like, I didn't, I didn't get the vibe. Like, I, I understand, like, some people got to be t- taught respect. Now, uh, but there are certain ways of doing that. You can press charges. You can bear some, kick them out of the building, you can do all these things. But talent mixing it up with fans, no matter how justified you are, I don't think it's ever a good look. So, again, I'm just some fat-ass commentator slash podcast guy. So don't worry about listening to what I got to say. It's just one man's perspective. But to me, it's more common sense than some sort of unwritten rule. Let the security do their damn job unless you're under imminent attack and you got to do whatever you got to do to get out of that situation. Boom. Then you take whatever uh, measures you deem necessary to to protect yourself. So uh, with that said, um, Leona Misfisto is waiting in the wings. And I'm very excited because this is a gentleman that is... um, uh, earned his respect over the years here throughout the Midwest. John's getting ready to bring him on. But before we do that, let me just say, I know you guys saw while Skywalker was, um, you know, on his little soapbox there, I actually, I was going to have just like do a one bite thing. Like uh, the, the guy, the pizza guy does on, on uh, YouTube or whatever. I had to do like two or three. So it's like sweet and spicy, but it's not too sweet or too spicy. Five super kicks from the night owl. Thank you. Uh, to the wonderful and extremely talented Lumberjacks, Abe and Gabe, this Redwood Slam Jam is without question the best homemade jam that I've ever had in my life. I don't know if there's like a subscription service or if you guys have a freaking <laughs> shopper card, but let's talk, gentlemen, because I need some of this in my life like every week or so, because I'm going to go through this probably tonight. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, now so, yeah, fire, can... bro. Straight fire. Well, I can tell you this. The Night Owl, five super kicks. Hoss, five super kicks. Ladies and gentlemen, that's 10 super kicks. That means go out, buy your Lumberjack Slam Jam. You're not going to go wrong. You're not going to go wrong. Hoss, I loved it, bro. It was fantastic. Oh, yes. It it is delicious. Uh, Half of my jar is already gone. And I I just. I see some of it on your chin right now. (laughs) (laughs) I got a little bit right there. No, I'm playing. Saving that for later. <laughs> a little bit later. Yeah, I usually hide stuff in my goatee, too. All right, well, Skywalker, we're going to give you the floor, buddy, because this introduction is a big deal. I know this is somebody that you have done business with and been familiar with for a very long time, so I can't think of anybody better to handle this introduction. My friend, the floor is yours. Well, Night Owl and Haas and the listeners of the Wrestle Talk podcast, it's my honor and privilege to uh, be bringing forth um, in a few moments a man who's been around professional wrestling for 17 years. He has traveled all across the country. He has competed for countless promotions. He's won countless championships. Most recently, you can see him in Pro Wrestling Epic. And this coming Friday night, he's going to have the opportunity, along with many of the wrestlers past, present, and future of the Midwest, are coming together to honor the legacy of one of the most well-known wrestlers in the Midwest, that being the Angel of Light, Izzy Blackwell. At this time, I want to go ahead, and those uh, that are watching tonight's podcast, I'd like for you to please welcome 
for the Wrestle Talk podcast this evening, the one, the only, Leon Mephisto. <laughs> joining us here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. And Mephisto, I, first of all, I want to say thank you for joining us here. And we're going to talk about the great event that's coming up this Friday. Before we get started, uh, the night I was talking about it a little bit earlier, uh, I had the opportunity many, many years ago to be one of the people very early in his career to see Mephisto step inside the squared circle. And I just want to remind you, I don't know if you can see it here, this was an article from very early in Mephisto's career, talking about Mid-America Extreme Pro Wrestling. <laughs> and, and Mephisto, I know that we could be starting this interview talking about how you got into the wrestling industry and things along the line, but I do know firsthand that this particular location <laughs> was the first place you had an opportunity to meet the man known as the Angel of Light, Izzy Blackwell. And I, I'd like for you to take a few minutes here before we get started uh, to talk about what you can share with us about your time with the man that you and I both know very well, the angel of light. Oh, well, um, we used to hang out all the time. He kind of took me under his wing and mentored me a little bit and taught me some things I didn't know. And I was a shithead back then, you know, as most new guys are. And when you're a shithead, especially back then, a lot of the older guys were like, oh, you know, they didn't really want anything to do with you but he saw through me being a shithead and still tried to teach me how to do, you know, professional wrestling the right way. Well, you know, I think, and I, if I was down, he, you know, or even other, other guys, you know, if they were down, he tried to pick them up, you know, however he could. Well, well, Leon, I got to tell you right now, um, I've known, uh, I knew the, the late Izzy Blackwell for many, many years. He was actually uh, a few months ago before his passing was right here on the wrestle talk podcast. And I couldn't agree with you more. He, he always gave, you know. Yeah, he gave to everybody. I mean, he and he didn't have to. He, I mean, he, he, if he, if he would have wanted to, he could, he could have told the booker, "Hey, I want a title shot," and they would have just gave it to him because that's how respected he was. But he never did anything like that. Instead, he would tag team with new guys and wrestle new guys, and you know, try to try to give back and leave it better than how he found it. That is true, and I mean, I, I remember, and I know you were there that night as well when the angel of light won the mid-america extreme american heavyweight championship he was a man that didn't go into business for himself as a lot of people would say izzy blackwell was one of those that i like how you worded that how he left the wrestling industry better than how he found it and at least I, around here at the time mm -hmm. and i gotta tell you right now it's one of those that as we look at it, he left his mark on professional wrestling all across the Midwest. Now, I'm going to go ahead here real quick, and I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I know lately you've been um, having a lot of dealings with Pro Wrestling Epic. And uh, this coming Friday night, Pro Wrestling Epic is going to be putting on an event honoring the life of the Angel of Light, Izzy Blackwell. Can you go into a little bit of detail 
about what the wrestling fans are going to see this coming Friday night? Well, I wanted to book a lot of guys that were around back then, you know, that re- that worked with Izzy in some regard. But I, I didn't want to book. I wanted to be like old school, but I wanted to have like a modern twist, you know. So I booked. So I have some new guys on it. Uh, you're gonna see PT Beckham versus Jeremy Lightfoot. You're gonna see Doug O'Shea versus Dirty Dick Brody. You're gonna see a uh, Battle Royal. Um, and there's a couple other matches, but you're going to see me versus Man Man Pondo in a no ropes barbed wire match. Well, Mephisto, I got to tell you right now, um, I know for a fact very early in your career, uh, I believe it was IWA Mid South, you had an opportunity very early in your career to wrestle Mad Man Pondo, uh, the Angel of Light, Izzy Blackwell. I believe it was his last match in Mid America Extreme, uh, also competed against Mad Man Pondo. And, and I got to ask you, I mean, this that's is- why I booked it. I mean, that's, I agree with you, but my question is this, and I mean, I've known you many years. Um, I got to ask you, I could see you wrestling Madman Pondo, but Madman Pondo has been on this program many times. And I have to say a shout out to Madman Pondo for being uh, on the Wrestle Talk podcast as well uh, in the past. My question to you is I get having a wrestling match, but yeah. what gets you motivated to sign a no ropes barbed wire match. And I've seen you wrestle in just about everything. I've seen thumbtacks. I've seen light tubes. I've seen things stapled to you. I mean, you name it. I've seen you go through it. You've seen it, but has anyone around here in, in modern times seen it? I think several people have seen that you're, you're known for uh, letting it go, letting things be taken care of. As you can see right now, the graphics right up here on the screen Mephisto versus Pondo this Friday. I got to ask you, how do you prepare for a matchup, not only a barbed wire matchup, but a barbed wire matchup against somebody the likes of Madman Pondo? I dwell on it. I think I think about it in my mind. I visualize it. I wake up and I think about it. I go to bed. I dream about it. I see myself in the ring on Friday almost every day before I get there. And that's that's it's it's really more of a mental preparation than, than than a physical preparation, because it's it's uh you have to be you have to be there in your mind. Well, I gotta tell you does right that, now, does that make sense? Yeah, you, I I totally get you because I mean again it's a matchup and I've had the opportunity to wrestle in a couple of hardcore matches. Because in my career. Th- th- there's not just barbed wire in the match; it's a four corners of pain match. There's going to be weapons in every corner there's going to be thumbtack bats and light tubes and all kinds of shit and it's good it's going to be one of those where uh and again thank you sunny money for putting that out there um i gotta tell you right now this matchup coming up this uh friday night in alton illinois um the izzy blackwell memorial show is going to be one of those if you're in the area make it a point to come out it's not only support professional wrestling but also support the legacy of a great man. Now, Nidal, I know you have a couple questions for Leon Mephisto here tonight, so I'm not going to take all the time. I'm going to go ahead and throw things over to you right oh, here, right now. Before you change over, I'd also like to say that Izzy Blackwell's son will be on the card in a tag team match with uh, my trainer, Izzy Blackwell's former tag team partner, Harsh, against The Beast and Joker. Well, I got to tell you, I got to tell you this, Mephisto. 
when you look at that, I mean, again, for those that haven't had the opportunity, the beast has been on the program. We're trying right now. Actually, we've been working to try to get harsh on the program as well. This is going to be a Titanic matchup. I mean, harsh is an opportunity. I've wrestled harsh many a time. He is just an out and out brawler, but the man can wrestle. And He's that's one brutal do. bastard. Yeah, exactly. I, I totally, totally understand that. Uh, Night Owl, I'm going to go ahead and throw things over to you because I know you got a couple questions about this great event. Yeah, no doubt about it. And Mephisto, first off, man, I know you were in Kansas City a while back. We tried to link up. Schedules didn't really work out, man. Next time you're in town, holla at me. I think I owe you some Kansas City barbecue. Oh, hey, I'll take it. Deal. Right, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good stuff, man. And I know your visit was short. So uh, the second thing is you kind of beat me to the punch a little bit because I know when we had Izzy on, God rest his soul, um, as excited as he was to talk about everything he had done, the thing that he was most excited to talk about was Damian Blackwell and how Damian Blackwell was going to be the youngest wrestler to ever come out of this area and that he was going to be a a far bigger influence than he ever was or whatever. So now – um, he's going to be on this card alongside you this upcoming Friday. And I'm curious, like, how does it feel for you to to kind of be under Izzy's wing and now have Damien kind of under your wing? It's kind of like a circle of life sort of thing. Do you take that responsibility I know, I extra, extra seriously because of the fact that Izzy was one of your early mentors? Responsibility, I don't know if I, I feel that yet. Okay. You know, I mean, we got to see what the kid's made of first, you know. No disrespect to Izzy, but he's got some pretty big boots to fill. You know, I'd like to do uh I'd like to do right by him on the on the card. And I I thought I think I did that cuz I put him with a tag team partner, Izzy's first tag team partner. Mm-hmm. But we'll see we'll see how he does. So just like everybody else, he's going to have to earn his stripes, no special yeah. treatment. But obviously, it is Izzy's son. So well, he belongs on the card. Right, right, absolutely. And I think it's great that you guys are doing this because, sadly, we're in into November, almost December now. And, bro, let me tell you, we had to start way too many shows this year with the 10-bell salute. Way too, yeah. many she- too, way too many shows. So not to stay on the gloom and doom, we'll switch uh, and, and go in another direction here shortly. But of the people that have been an influence to you, in your pro wrestling career, whether it be somebody that you work with personally or maybe somebody from TV, have there been any people that have left us in the last couple of years that particularly affected you, man, maybe a mentor or somebody that you looked up to growing up, um, not including Izzy? Looked up to growing up, yeah. I mean, just about every wrestler on TV I was obsessed with, you know. Um, Locally, there's only two people that have passed away that had an impact to me. One was Mississippi Madman, and the other one's Izzy Blackwell. And really, I mean, Don, I mean, like, we weren't super close, but, like, he was always cool to hang out with at shows. And he was another guy that wasn't selfish. Right. And I know the good good ones go first and all the bastards are left. (laughs) Man, say that twice, boy. Nothing nothing truer. Um, I know. I'm still here. Yeah, right. Me too. (laughs) So speaking of still being here, you've done quite a bit over the 17 years that you've been in in in-ring action. For those that are not as familiar with you, can you talk to us about some of the career highlights and maybe even some of the lowlights you've had up to this point? I'm not going to talk about any lowlights, but I'll talk about highlights. What do you got? (laughs) Um, 
you know, my, my feud with Gary Jackson at South Broadway means a lot to me. Uh, the couple times I worked Glory Pro, you know, those were great. Shout out to KLD. Yeah, well, back then it was it was Elgin that was running it, but oh, you know, you. it is what it is. You know, I was a South Broadway Television champion. I was a South Broadway Battle Royal champion before I owned PWE. Somebody else did, and I had the tag titles there and the heavyweight title and the the United States title. I actually hate the idea of United States championships on indie shows because you don't leave the state. Right, it just stays so, in that state. Yeah, or like it's kind of <laughs> like when an when an indie company calls their title the the World Heavyweight Championship. It's a very small world, <laughs> you know. Just that town. Um, yeah, um, I've recently came back to South Broadway MMWA, and that means a lot to me because I got some unfinished business there. You know, um, I worked a double death tournament at IWA Mid South. That was cool. I would have liked to have done more there, but well, maybe I'll throw in a low light. You know, me and Rotten, we had a misunderstanding and a falling out back then, and we just never resolved it. Sorry, um, I mean, anytime I can get in the ring and wrestle really is a highlight for me at this point because I'm still here and I'm in one piece. I might not be in one piece after this weekend, but I'll probably heal. <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, Pondo's a crazy son of a bitch, and let me tell you something, he never bites his tongue when he comes on here. I remember we were interviewing him, what was that, about two years ago, Skywalker, and he went on like a 10-minute tangent about Sarah Logan and what a piece of shit she is. I was like, you want to go, bro? You go. (laughs) And he didn't stop it, and he didn't really give a shit. And, you know, when you're a guy like that, like Izzy, you kind of earn your stripes, and you're more or less kind of respected regardless of what you say. I think of Rudy Boy Gonzalez down in Texas, um, always saying controversial shit, but people always they, they keep fucking with him because he's got that respect built up. You know what I you mean? You know, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen too many things that Rude Boy has said that I don't agree with. I agree. I'm the same way, but we're old school kind of guys. I think yeah. it's some of the, the younger guys that are like, "Oh, you're mean," but you know, you got to be well. A little mean you sometimes. know, fucking. Hey, I was telling somebody the other day. You know, a lot of these guys I meet in wrestling today. 30 years ago, somebody would have broke something on them and ran them off. Maybe 40, 30, 40 years ago. Me, I would have got my leg broke and came back. But a lot of these guys, they wouldn't be here. I well, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. What do you I got, Skywalker? In, I got to jump in here, too, though. I mean, again, over the course of the last couple of years, though, um, Mephisto, you haven't really been able to avoid the injury bug. I know you've had some, some noticeable injuries that have kind of popped in. But one of the things I got to say is you keep going. I mean, you didn't let the injury stop you. You, I mean, again, like you said, one of the things I look at here too and had an opportunity to look at, I believe you're wrestling four different events between now and next Saturday. Is that correct? Yeah, I've got four matches this week and I've got a couple next week. Yeah, well, well, like I said, it's one of those where, I mean, this man right here, and it's one of the things that a lot of people don't understand is he's known for being a brawler. He's known for being hardcore. I mean, again, I said before, light tubes and stop signs and thumbtacks, you name it. But one of the things I got to tell you is he is a very underrated, and this is going to sound strange, he is a very underrated technical wrestler. He's yeah. not just a crazy man. He knows how to get out there, and he can actually wrestle. And that's one of the things that's really made him stand out to me is the idea that he can go out there and wrestle pretty much any style you want to go, 
eating gum. Yeah. I agree completely. And, and if I'm I make it, it, go, go ahead, Mephisto. If I make it to the barbed wire match on Friday, I've got a chain match on Saturday in the same building because we have a show the next day. The next day. Wow. You sure you don't want to do those like the other way around? First you do the chain, then you do I'm just saying. Well, if I make it through the barbed wire match, I have a chain match the next day. <laughs> You're gonna have a lot of band-aids on. <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be freaking wild. Uh, I, I do have to ask you uh, another thing, and, and it's not pertaining specifically to you, but uh, I know the area that you work in has recently gotten like reinfused. And a lot of it has to do not with with all the tremendous work that all the companies in St. Louis, Southern Illinois area that are doing, but also with the NWA coming back to St. Louis and some of the things that they've announced. Being a guy that's been around for a while, I'm sure you consider yourself somewhat of an old school fan. How big was it in your mind for our whole area, not just St. Louis, but our whole area to see NWA back in St. Louis for NWA 73 with the promise of more to come. Is that something that's encouraging uh, to a guy like yourself? Definitely. I mean, anytime that a big company, well, anytime that a bigger place than what you normally work for comes to an area, it gives more work and more, more it's growth. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like I was, I, I worked there as staff for the weekend and I, I watched some guys come in from the area and get work. You know what I mean? That is encouraging. Like uh, Jaden Roller and Tootie Lynn Ramsey. Shout out to Tootie. Yeah, and any anytime, anytime somebody that you know is in your own backyard can get work on a national stage, it's uh, it's encouraging and it's it's hopeful and it's promising of growth. Yeah, well, like speak- growth for the business. Yeah, well, speaking of which, for those that don't know, tomorrow night. Um, I believe it is tomorrow night. Luke Skywalker can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I believe that one of our guys, one of our local guys, is actually going to be competing for the NWA World Championship, uh, the one and only Attila Khan, against another one of our guys, uh, WLW's very own Trevor Murdoch. I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, Mephisto, and I know you're familiar with both of these gentlemen. Who are you picking in that match? Trevor Murdoch. Easy? Just like that? Well, yeah. I mean, come on. It, you know, everybody's a tough guy until they meet one, right? Fair enough. So <laughs> <laughs> Mike Tyson line. Love that. Yeah, and, and, I, and I'll tell you what, man. You know, I'd kick a Telecon's ass, too. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't wow. think he needs any more motivation, but I'm sure he appreciates it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, Trevor Murdoch ain't no punk, man. No. I've seen him. You're right. Um, he, is, he is the reigning NWA World Heavyweight Champion. I mean, and that, that's that's another thing. That's another thing. Until Khan has to pin Trevor Murdoch. Trevor Murdoch doesn't have to pin until Khan. That's a true point. I see Mephisto's wheels turning already, bro. I love it. So, do you, when you look at a match like that, do you look at it more of like from because because you've done both, and this is kind of an interesting combination. So do you look at it more from a worker's perspective or like a booker's perspective when you look at a match like that? Both. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I I wonder how I would do in a match like that, you know, and I kind of, I guess I kind of get a little jealous when it's something that big. I want one too. Yeah. Because Leland got a NWA title match about two years ago, right before uh, COVID against Nick Aldis. 
Yeah, I wasn't. I, I didn't see that. I wasn't there for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, final question before I throw it back over to Skywalker. So because you have been around for so long, you run a, a successful company. You got a huge match coming up here in just a couple of days. Let's let let's um. what do they call that? Um, passing it down or, or like, you know, like when you pay someone's like bill. Pay yeah, pay, pay it, it forward. forward. Let's pay it forward. That's it. Boom. <laughs> let's pay it forward. Some of the young up and coming talent that you're familiar with that maybe some of the listeners of Wrestle Talk haven't heard about. Can you drop a couple names for us of guys that we should be looking out for that are up and coming from your area? Uh, Benjamin Trust. The United States of Slam. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, think, I think if I had to, if I had to pick who I think could be a, a star out of all the young guys I've met, he's one of them. Uh, Kendall Beck and Dallas Taylor. Those are my three picks. Three Benjamin Truck, Kendall Beck, and Dallas Taylor. And then if we had to go four and five, I'd pick P.T. Beckham and Tommy Davis. That's a hell of a lineup. I take those five guys in my Survivor Series team any day, any freaking day, especially since, like, several of them have already been on the show. So, you know, a little bias. Yeah, yeah, those are are my guys. Those are the guys I'm high on right now. Paying it forward. Hi, see? Leo Mephisto, he might be able to whoop your ass, but he also puts over the younger guys. You got to love that shit. Yeah, I'll so, whoop their ass, too. <laughs> All right, Skywalker, I don't want to be selfish, bro, and I'm looking at the time I want to be respectful because uh, I know Leon is getting ready for, for a big-time matchup against Madman Pondo. Why don't you go ahead and jump back in here with any other uh, thoughts or questions you might have, bro? Well, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out here real quick. Again, we've got a lot of great wrestling actions coming to the St. Louis area this weekend. If you're talking about, Renee, we have tomorrow night SICW, uh, featured here in the St. Louis area with the NWA World Heavyweight Championship matchup. But I do want to go back real quick here, uh, Mephisto. Uh, for those that are watching the program here this evening, can you share a little more information on how people, uh, where it's going to be, how you can get tickets, things along those lines? Because, like I said, it's going to be a great night of professional wrestling action, and it's going to help a great family as well. Uh, yeah, we have an Eventbrite, which is on our Facebook page. It's uh, at PW Epic. It's uh, PW EPIC. We've got Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, and I can take credit and debit card payments over the phone for the tickets. It's going to be at the Franklin Lodge in Alton, Illinois. It's 1513 Washington Avenue. Uh, The bell time, the doors open at 630 on Friday with a bell time of seven. And on Saturday, the next day for the second show, the doors open at 5.30 with a bell time of 6. Cool. And like I said, I'm going to tell you right now, you're, you're, you're getting some uh, getting some respect here. I was just looking at one of the <laughs> From the ladies, I, too, Mephisto. Yeah, I'm just some, letting you know. Some uh, commentary there from the ladies uh, from Susie <laughs> Haas down here on the, on the, on the feed. Um, I got to ask you right now, with all these wrestlers, you mentioned a lot of it, wrestlers like uh, Douglas O'Shea, Dick Brody, yeah. Marsh, Joker, Beast, uh, Jeremy Lightfoot's another one that's going to be on the event taking on P.T. Beckham. I know you're focused on your match. But yeah. are there any other matches on this event that really are drawing your attention? Things that if the wrestling fans come to the event this coming Friday night, a match that you would definitely as a fan be looking forward to? Besides mine? Yeah, obviously. 
Probably, probably PT Beckham and Lightfoot and Damian Blackwell and Harsh versus Beast and Joker. Hell yeah! And both of those you know, are going to be those would be those would be the two I would want to see if I was just a fan. Well, well, I can tell you right now. I mean, again, from top to bottom, it's going to be a great night of professional wrestling ooh, ooh. action. Ooh, ooh, we have a fan question, Mephisto. Are you cool with a fan question? I've screened it; it's nothing crazy. Sure. You cool? With one fan question. Okay, here it is. Yeah. Uh, a loyal longtime member of the Wrestle Talk family, the one and only Sonny Money Mayo, asks, What is your dream opponent in a death match? Any wrestler all time. So, seeing as you're going into kind of you know Pondo's domain with death matches, and I know you've got your own history of death matches or, or hardcore matches or whatever you want to call them, what is your dream death match any era, anytime? Cactus Jack. <laughs> not a bad choice why cactus uh mick foley's the reason i wanted to get in the wrestling business first you pro know. wrestling book i ever read have a nice yeah day. me too me yep, too have a nice one. day i gotta be three uh, same thing I no, that's the first, first book trip. you ever read skywalker yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm playing i'm playing i'm just kidding <laughs> All right, bro, did you have anything else from Mephisto, bro? I'm sorry. I know I just kind of popped oh, in there. Sorry. I, I get you. And, again, we want to say thank you for all the all the questions and all the uh, words of encouragement here. Um, Mephisto, I want to, first of all, say thank you for the uh, opportunities coming Friday night to uh, be able to be in attendance for this great event. Uh, I know that uh, yourself and myself both, we've had a very longstanding friendship with the Blackwell family. And I, I will have to tell you that this coming Friday night is going to be one of the most emotional, sincere, outstanding nights of professional wrestling. And I do have to give you a very large amount of props for putting on such an event and acknowledging someone who's made not only an impact in your career, but in careers throughout the Midwest. And, and again, I, I'm very proud to be, uh, I'm going to be at that event Friday and again, if you're in the if you're in the St. Louis area this Friday night, if you're in the greater Alton area, if you're in the in the Riverbend area, make it a point to come on out to Alton, Illinois, as a part of the Izzy Blackwell Memorial Show this Friday night. Uh, any final thoughts for your opponent this coming Friday night, Madman Pondo? If you think you've seen it all, you ain't seen nothing yet. That's my final thought. <laughs> all right. Well, like I said. Uh, Leon Mephisto, thank you for coming on the Russell Talk podcast this evening. Uh, like I said, I know the fans, Do you, if you want to purchase tickets, make it a point. Uh, this is going to be available on the Russell Talk podcast page. It's also going to be available through social media. Make it a point to contact Pro Wrestling Epic, a great night of professional wrestling for an outstanding cause this Friday. Mephisto, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us this evening. And best of luck to you not only this week and the upcoming week where you've got a lot of events coming on, but especially uh, with your matches this coming Friday and Saturday as you take on Madman Pondo in a, a four corners barbed wire match and on Saturday in your chain match as a part of. Thank Pondo you. Epic. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, whoa, 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 whoa. I, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What did I forget? Fisto, remember, I owe you some barbecue. So when you come back into town, I'm not bullshitting. Everybody knows the night I don't play when I say I'm about to do something like give this gimmick away or whatever the hell else we're doing. Hit me up ahead of time, and I got you, my guy. All right, I'll get with you next yeah, time. I can't I'm wait gone. to hear some of those stories that we didn't get a chance to hear tonight because I know you got some road stories, bro. So. Oh, there's plenty. I got tons. <laughs> All right, man, you have a good night. Thanks for being here. Show. Thank you. We'll have you back on. Peace.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, Leon Mephisto talking about the Izzy Blackwell Memorial Show this Friday night in Alton, Illinois. I got to tell you right now, and Night Owl, you, you made a point. Uh, I believe it was uh, Izzy Blackwell's last interview before he unfortunately passed away uh, was right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Douglas O'Shea, thank you for putting out there. Much respect. There's a lot of wrestlers that are going to be a part of this weekend's event, as well as those that weren't. Uh, I know that uh, there are several wrestlers I've talked to, wrestlers like the Son of the South, Frankie D, uh, Harsh, uh, Dick Brody, uh, Douglas O'Shea, Frank Reed, um, Butch Fletcher, uh, Beast. I mean, I could go on and on about wrestlers who have uh, a lot of love and respect for the late Izzy Blackwell. And this Friday night is going to be awesome. And again, thank you, Leo Mephisto, for coming on the program tonight to talk about such a great event. Renee, I got to tell you right now, hour number one is just about in the books. And we got lots coming up. Also, as a reminder, make sure that you're sharing this program because if you share the program, one lucky winner tonight, if you share the Wrestle Talk podcast, you're going to be able to get that Sasha Banks figure sent to you. Absolutely no charge. You can see the authentic WWE uh, holographic logo on the back of the uh, on the back of the figure. Make it a point to share. Let people know about the Wrestle Talk podcast and all the great guests we bring on the program. Night out. I know we got to go to break, but you brought it up. I'm going to ask you. I mentioned it last week. I got to know your take tomorrow night, St. Louis, Missouri. Trevor Murdoch, Attila Khan, who walks out of St. Louis tomorrow night with the famed 10 pounds gold? Well, this is a tough one for me, bro, because I am always and will always be a supporter of Midwest professional wrestling. Now, I'm originally born in Mexico. I grew up in South Florida till I was about 18. But then I moved to Kansas City and it changed my life. And I went from being a Fairweather football fan to falling in love with the Kansas City Chiefs. I went from being a ostracized pro wrestling fan to pro wrestling being a huge part of my life. And I got to thank a lot of people for that, particularly my brother, my little bro, Sonny Money Mayo. I got to thank him for that. But I also have to thank the members of the Wrestle Talk family because we came on here one night just for fun to talk about FWWC. And here we are now. 373 episodes deep. So I'm going to take my personal bias out of this and go with Leon Mephisto because he said it and he changed my mind because I was going to go the other way. And you know, me and Travis Cook were like this. I'm this close to being a part of the Travis Cook organization. Just, just that close. But Trevor Murdoch does not have to pin Attila Khan to win. Attila Khan has to beat the champion. And when you give me those odds, when you give me those sorts of stipulations, I absolutely have to go with, I'll tell you right after break. We'll see y'all in a couple of seconds, guys. We'll be right back with hour number two of the Wrestle Talk podcast episode 373. I promise to give you guys my pick Right after break, we'll be back in two minutes and 30 seconds. And, John, I got it, so don't worry. Peace.
Skywalker, what an amazing first hour. Okay, you look like a kid that's got a secret that you can't keep in, okay? So I'm going to get to you here in just a second, but let me just remind everybody that this show would not be possible without all the wonderful sponsors of the WrestleTalk podcast, including Everything Combat, Pat Milicic, Jeffrey Wilson, Esports Bar KC, our former home of our watch parties, still a proud sponsor, I-70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation for all your local transportation needs. Painter's Dream Production. Need a website? Need somebody to help you keep it up? Perry Hartman is your guy. Make sure you guys hit him up. Raph Bum Engraving, who makes these incredible WrestleTalk podcast mugs. By the way, you can get one for 20 bucks. We engrave your name on it. 20 bucks plus shipping with your name engraved on the mug. And, of course, the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the FWWC. The one that I did not include 
which is, again, Kincaid. And for those who were not here during the first hour, you may have missed the news that we're going to be doing an auction. And this auction is going to give you guys an opportunity to get your hands on some incredible retro pro wrestling merch. It'll be coming up this Friday. We'll share it on all of WrestleTalk Podcast social media. Be on the lookout for it because I'm going to be emceeing it over at Kincaid at the Oak Park Mall, and it's going to be an extraordinary opportunity for everybody to get their hands on something that they probably are not going to find at Vintage Stock. You're probably or definitely not going to find at one of the big box stores, and you're probably going to pay way too much if you try to grab it on the Internet. So with all that said, shout out to our wonderful sponsors, but more importantly to Leon Mephisto and to all the loyal members of the WrestleTalk family. I got a little uh, bit of news that I might be breaking here shortly. So I'm going to bring Haas on and let you guys kind of take this thing for a couple of moments as I go and double check to make sure that I'm good on my end before I share this information with you guys. Is that cool with you, Skywalker? That works for me. And like I said, you're talking about all these great things that you can have. And again, make it a point that uh, Lumberjacks Slam Jam, you can get that, uh, make it a point to check out the uh, Lumberjacks Abe and Gabe. Also had an opportunity during the break to talk to a member of the Lumberjacks. And I'm going to tell you right now, one thing is for certain, it's going to be a brawl. It's going to be a fight tomorrow night as uh, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion Trevor Murdoch takes on the SICW Classic Champion Attila Khan. Also, while you're at it, and I'm going to have an opportunity, we are talking about it earlier, uh, talking about our great friends um, who've been on the program, Chris Bournet, uh, make it a point to check out his documentary talking about African-American women's wrestlers. Uh, also make it a point to check out EachSleepWrestle.com. You can get great books like Grappling by Gaslight. And, of course, the book that Renee was talking about earlier on, Bluegrass Brawlers, available EachSleepWrestle.com. I know there's a lot of new things that are going to be coming out here. Uh, I believe there's a Chris Candido book. I believe there's still a few copies available uh, of the book, uh, the late uh, Tracy Smothers. Uh, lots of great wrestling books there. Uh, make it a point, eatsleepwrestle.com. Also, Wrestleville for Lance by Chance. Also, make it a point to go to uh, MissouriWrestlingRevival.com. Uh, they have an opportunity to be uh, pretty loyal supporters of the program. Uh, they got a lot of great things, too. And also, got to give a shout-out, as you can see right here on my wall, DynamoProWrestling.com for all your updated information. Now, Hoss, I got to ask you, you're here right now. We haven't had a chance to ask you yet. Tomorrow night here in St. Louis, Attila Khan, Trevor Murdoch, your thoughts, who walks out with the 10 pounds of gold tomorrow night? You know, that's going to be a heck of a match, and I think it might just be a, a very hard one to call, I, I tell you. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just not sure which one to go with there. Um, it, it's a really a tough one to call. Uh, both of them are great, great competitors, and it's guaranteed that they're going to put on one hell of a match, though. I, that much I can tell you. Well, I got to tell you right now, again, a lot of people are saying that Trevor Murdoch is going to be successful. I was, um, I said last week on the program, I think with all the uh, extracurricular things with um, Mike Knox kind of putting himself into the championship picture, as well as Attila Khan, Travis Cook, I mean, I got to tell you right now, I really just have the sinking feeling that after tomorrow night here in St. Louis, we could be saying the new NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Attila Khan. It's not as far-fetched as a lot of people think. 
But I'm going to tell you right now, it is definitely going to be a fight. I know the Night Owl is trying to take care of some things. We may have a little bit more breaking news uh, popping up here in the next couple minutes. Also, we're going to have Mitch Onyx joining us here in just a few moments. I know a lot of fans throughout the Midwest are really looking forward to this interview. Uh, I am because the idea of looking back at some of the earlier information. Uh, the COVID-19 pandemic really has kind of uh, changed things in professional wrestling. And I got to tell you right now, one thing I didn't get to mention it earlier in high spots is the idea of a lot of people going out there and really truly saying how they feel. Uh, I think about this past Friday night on Rampage, or actually, uh, Wednesday, I apologize if my dates are wrong here, with MJF and CM Punk uh, having their little discussion, I guess would be the best way to put it, and then all the issues that went on last night, especially between The Miz and the returning Edge. Uh, a lot of people are going out there, and they're just saying how they feel, and they're not sugarcoating it at all. And I got to tell you, that's definitely one of the things that, uh, has really kind of picked up in the last few weeks. Night Owl, do you have things taken care of? Bro, yes. Okay, so I got a message from DBD of Kincaid. And let me give you guys just a sample. And I'm not saying that this is going to be available because I may grab it myself. I'm, I'm just going to be honest. Okay? But I'm going to go solo mode and show you guys just a sample of the kind of stuff that we're going to have available at this auction. Now, I don't know if how well you guys can see that. There it is. You see that? This magazine, which I know you guys can all read. You can all see what magazine it is. We probably all remember it from our childhood. Probably, you know, stealing it from under dad's bed or uncle or grandpa or somebody else. This is signed not only by Joni, a.k.a. China, but it's also signed by Hugh Effin Hefner. This is just a sample of some of the stuff that we're going to have up for auction when we do the auction with Kincaid slash WrestleTalk Podcast. So when I say we're doing big things over here, you got to listen to what I'm telling you. We're doing big things. Capiche? I'm really, really excited about it. Wanted to share it with you guys. And obviously, I promised I would do my pick. So as much as it pains me, I'm going to have to go with Trevor Murdoch because he will have the champion's advantage to a certain extent. So, sorry, I had to make sure I handled that. I want to make sure it was okay for me to share that with you guys. But Wrestle Talk Podcast, as we creep closer and closer to episode 400, we're continuing to improve. I think our product is becoming more consistent. The partnerships are becoming stronger. And really, in general, it's just becoming more badass. So, <laughs> hopefully you guys dig that. Well, Renee, I got to tell you right now, I do believe our, um, and I'm going to double check here. I, is our, our guest on hold? Not yet. No, he All will right, be momentarily gonna... gentlemen. He All will right. Well, to give you an idea, we're going to have our, our second guest, Mitch Onyx here on the program in just a few moments. And again, not only are we going to have an opportunity to uh, talk with Mitch Onyx here, but we're also going to have later on this evening, we are going to have the game show challenge and night out. I'm going to tell you right now, you better make sure that you have your thinking cap on night because you and Mitch Onyx are going to be squaring off one-on-one -on -one here tonight as part of the game show challenge later on this evening. But you know one other group too, and you've made reference to it, uh, that you need to um, be following, and that is the FWWC. Uh, Hardcore Hoss, I know they've got an upcoming episode soon. For those who would like to learn more about the FWWC, a very strong supporter of the WrestleTalk podcast, when can they catch the FWWC? 
Uh, Night Out, would you like to take this one? I would love to. And let me just let you guys know, Mitch Onyx has the link, and he's going to be joining us in just a matter of moments. I'm very excited. So the Fantasy Wrestling uh, uh, Worldwide chapter has been around for roughly 10 years. And uh, the original idea, I wasn't there when it originated, uh, but I've definitely played a big part in making it what it is today and helping it grow and all that kind of stuff. So for those who have always dreamed of being in the professional wrestling world, but something has stood in the way. You're in a wheelchair financially. You can't do what it what you need to do in order to kind of pursue your dream of becoming a professional wrestler. Uh, whether it be family responsibilities, some of us are dads, some of us are teachers, some of us are, um, you know, we 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 live a different life, and it doesn't necessarily lend itself to the world of professional wrestling. Well, do not fret, because over at the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide chapter, we basically do everything minus the actual in-ring stuff we have championships we do promos we get together for the big four pay-per-views and there's a true competitive aspect to what we do because i know you and me and, and all of us have been watching pro wrestling for a long time and you sit there and you watch it and you skip certain matches but the fwwc has done something with professional wrestling similar to what fantasy football has done to football in most cases, if there was a match or, or, or let's just say a game between the Washington Redskins and the Oakland Raiders, you couldn't pay me to watch that trash. Sorry, John. I know you're a Raider fan. <laughs> but you couldn't pay me to watch that trash. But since the advent of fantasy football, we're all intrigued by these games that mean nothing. Why? Because we have something invested in it. And the FWC is no different. Instead of just watching Raw and SmackDown and AEW and just skipping over those matches that bore you, you actually get to compete. Cut a, you cut a promo, you uh, schedule a match with one of our general managers, and you get to compete with other members of the FWWC. Okay? You call them out, they call you out, the match happens. Okay? And when the match is happening, you're actually both watching, in most cases, whatever's on TV. And as these show, as these matches are happening live... You're sending picks. I think this person's going to win this match. I think that person's going to win that match, and so on and so forth. Okay? So it's kind of an awesome deal because it takes the experience of being a pro wrestling fan to a whole nother level. Because you get to compete during these matches that you would otherwise probably get up and go to the bathroom. You would probably grab some popcorn. Not anymore. In the FWWC, once you've cut your promo and you've got your match scheduled, you're also going to role play as if you were actually having the match. And if you're fortunate enough and you can build some momentum, you can actually become a champion in the FWWC. And by the way, we have several full-size championships that the FWWC has helped pay for. So what that means is if you're fortunate enough to win a championship in the FWWC, you get a nice, fat, full-size, full-weight championship to walk around. And I'm not talking about a championship belt from the WWE or AEW or some other company. No, I'm talking about an FWWC championship. And these things are freaking sweet, Skywalker. I mean, we've got the Warriors Heart Championship. we got the Hardcore Championship. We have the FWWC World Championship. And they're all absolutely beautiful. And I would actually put them up against many of the belts that I've seen out in circulation today. So the FWWC, in, in a nutshell gives you an opportunity to live out your pro wrestling dreams without actually having to step in the ring because we all know 
that people can't always pursue the dreams that they would like to pursue regardless of circumstance. So for me, the FWWC has been life-changing. It's helped me become more immersed as a independent, or I should say as a pro wrestling fan. And I couldn't be prouder to be one of the owners of the FWWC. More information uh, on the FWWC is currently available over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash fantasy wrestling. Again, WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash fantasy wrestling. Now, we've only got about three minutes before Mix Onyx joins us. Hardcore Hoss, you happen to be one of the active general managers in the FWWC, but you have a gag order right now. You cannot actually talk about the FWWC because you lost your match against Jake Wyatt at FWWC, whatever the last pay-per-view was. Can't remember. My point is, I think it was Survivor Series. Nod your head if I'm right. Was it Survivor Series? Yep, 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 that was it. Okay, so even the general managers have something at stake. And Luke Skywalker, I know you're not an active member, but you've seen the promos that we cut in the FWWC, and they're second to none. Would you agree with that? I got to tell you, there are a lot of people who have the, as they say, the gift of gab, but they also, I mean, again, we've had a lot of the uh, competitors here on the program, people like Julius Cairo. We've had uh, we've had Nightmare Jones. I got, I got, I would, I'd be remiss if I left out Nightmare Jones. I mean, he had an opportunity to be back on the program last week. Um, the head admin, Dewan, Dewan Mills. Uh, a lot of great people have been a part of the uh, FWWC. And again, make it a point, WrestleTalkPodcast.com slash FWWC. You're going to find out a lot of great information. And again, uh, loyal supporters of the WrestleTalk Podcast each and every week. I mean, again, we're episode 373. We're two episodes away from that magic 375. And we're going to be in early 2022. And gentlemen, I can't believe we're going to say this. Episode 400. 400 episodes of the WrestleTalk Podcast. And the, one of the biggest reasons for that happening is all the great viewers and listeners of the WrestleTalk Podcast. Both online through WrestleTalkPodcast.com as well as on the live feed through Facebook, YouTube, all over social media. Make it a point to share the WrestleTalk Podcast with everyone you know. Because we talk pro wrestling each and every week. Hardcore Hoss, are we getting close to that time? I am just waiting to uh, see him pop into the back room. All right. Mitch will be with us in just a matter of moments. He's getting himself ready. He's not due in for for a couple of minutes here, guys. Actually, uh, a little bit over two minutes. So there was one other thing, and I'm going to keep it brief, that I want to bring up uh, kind of as an extension of the high spot segment. So here's the deal. I was watching AEW, and there was like this four versus four tag match, which involved – oh, I'm going to try to run through all these names. It was FTR – Andrade El Idolo and Malachi Black versus the Lucha Bros, Pac, and who was their teammate? Cody Rhodes. And that's exactly who I want to talk about. So, oddly enough, Cody Rhodes comes into the match and is booed to the high heavens by the Chicago crowd. And at this point, I don't think anyone can really explain it. And I've always been intrigued by these fan bases, the Philadelphias, the Bostons, the Chicagos, that kind of like to go against the grain. 
They like to cheer the good, I mean, cheer the bad guys and boo the good guys. And this is something unlike we've ever seen in pro wrestling over the last couple of decades. Skywalker, you've been around and been a fan of pro wrestling for a long time. What do you attribute this to? These these rebellious fans, whether it be the fans that are jumping over the barricade or the fans that are booing Cody Rhodes when he's actually paying a baby face. And here's how far they went. He threw that that weight belt that he wears. You guys know what I'm talking about. He kind of wears like this weight belt for weightlifting. He threw it into the crowd, and they threw it back. <laughs> they, yo, Chicago was freaking ruthless. They threw the belt back, and then Andrade grabbed it and threw it under the ring. So I'm curious, man, what do you attribute these rebellious fans to? Um, not to mention, you know, I kind of hinted at, couple of rebellious fans at a show that i was was uh at recently what do you attribute this to man are these people just becoming more bold are they more stupid or 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 is kayfabe back man i'm quite confused well i gotta tell you right now to me i look at it from a point of view like you said there are a lot of crowds that are very vocal in what they have and to me i i credit a certain amount to it for the fans telling you exactly what they want i mean when you had it for years uh Two words, CM Punk. And for years, anytime they would come into Chicago, the fans would let you know. And right now, the way we're looking at things here, uh, to me, I think it's a little more of the fans telling you what they want to see. And, I mean, again, it's it's kind of a, a double-edged sword situation here. Because on one hand, you've got to look at it, if the fans want to see a particular wrestler, it's because they're making an impact. They're showing exactly what they're wanting to do. But on the other hand, and and, and thank you for your comment, uh, Douglas O'Shea, uh, it's one of those where you sit there and you look at it. Sometimes it just, you need to be able to see that change. Now, I I mean, again, personally, me as a a longtime wrestling, um, countless different roles in professional wrestling, I look at it from a point of view of where when I get inside the squared circle, I have a job to do, and that is to be as successful as I possibly can be. But by the same token, too, I know that when it comes down to it, the fans are the ones that make professional wrestling go. And I think it's one of those now when you look at it, to me, I think the fans are voicing more with AEW to the idea of where I think they're listening to their fans more. And that's why we're starting to see more support, more groundswell, if you will, for AEW as a player. Uh, John, I got to get your thoughts on this because you go to a lot of shows and the boldness of the fans. And, and listen, the fans pay their money. I think they're allowed to do and say as much as they want, but it's getting a little out of hand. We talked about this in the first hour a little bit. Like I said, you go to a lot of shows Um what are your thoughts on this, man? What can we do to get it under control? or is it, And is it a good thing or a bad thing? To a certain extent, I think the fans help make the show. Um, just like, you know, honestly, Susie. Um, we go to matches and, you know, at WDWA, there is no barricade between the ring and your fans. Um, and there... And even when we went to uh, West Virginia to the shows down there that, you know, WrestleTalk sponsored for Girl Fight and all that, um, there was no barricade there either. 
Um, and Susie will get right in these wrestlers' faces, and they give her crap, and she gives it right back. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people, they'll see that, and that it really adds to the show. And, you know, it, it's so to a certain extent, it's good. It's the ones that take it too far that are, you know, like the ones that actually lay hands on the wrestlers and stuff. You know, they take it too far and they're the ones that hurt things. Um, the other thing I've noticed is a lot of people, they just tend to be followers. You get a couple people who will start a chant and then everybody else just follows. Or a couple people start to boo and everybody else just follows. And then afterwards they look around and go, what are we booing about? They don't know. They're, they just follow like sheep sometimes. Um, and some of it's attributed to that as well. So, you know, it, it can be a good thing to a certain extent if it's not taken too far. Like I say, like I say, in some cases it does add to the show, but it's those that take it too far that really just hurt things. And, you know, I, I've seen like one time, you know, LT told the crowd he had Doug Rafferty handcuffed to the ring. And he said, as you go by, you know, you can smack him in the head, but he meant just lightly tap him in the back of the head for fun. And somebody actually came by and sucker punched him. And, you know, they, they threw them out really quick, but uh, you know, that just really takes away from it when people really take it too far, because if you don't take things too far, you can have fun like that, you know, telling fans, Hey, I'll let you do this or I'll let you do that. But once it gets too far, then you have to take those privileges away and it really hurts for everybody. Yeah. Well, I wholeheartedly agree. And, and I got to be honest, guys, I know that we had Mitch Onyx scheduled. I have to admit, I got the link to him a little bit late cause we got going on to the show, but I did send it. So hopefully he's okay. But uh, the strange thing is that I actually got a message um, in the Wrestle Talk podcast email from the Empire. So the Empire has a message for the FWWC. You're going to have a new guest. Okay. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I, uh, that, that no, nobody ran this through me. Nobody ran this through me either. They run it through you, Jeff? No. Okay, okay. wait a minute. Wait, I'm going to wait for up. some follow-up here because I'm, I'm still waiting for Mitch. Mitch is a stand-up guy. He's the uh, uh, AIWF national champion, if I'm not mistaken, um, representing the AIWF throughout the country. He's recently down in Texas. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him in action on December 4th for the KWA Wrestle Brawl Spectacular, the biggest show of the year. I'm going to be sitting at the commentary alongside my good friend, and the voice of the Kansas Wrestling Alliance, Rusty Rex. Rusty Rex back in black. But this isn't like Mitch Onyx to not show up. He's one of the most consistent, hardworking guys in the sport today. Um, I'm, I'm waiting to see if we can get some sort of feedback here. But apparently, the Empire has other plans. So just stand by, guys. We're going to try to get you that information here shortly. Uh, I'm quite confused, and I apologize. Because usually, you know, the Night Owl is pretty good. 
about having, uh, you know, all his ducks in a row and making sure that the show is planned and coordinated the way that it's supposed to. But at this point, I'm, we're just kind of flying by the uh, seat of our pants, Skywalker. I'm not really sure what's going on here. Are we going to get Mitch on- Onyx? Is somebody from the Empire going to come on in his place? I-, I really don't know. The clock is ticking. The show will be over at 9 o'clock. So if somebody's going to make a move, I-, I would hope that they would do it soon. Well, I got to tell you right now, Renee, um, as we're sitting here right now, you're talking about that wonderful figure if you make it a point there, if you want to share this show tonight, and again, we had a great interview with Leon Mephisto in the first hour. If you share tonight's program, we're going to hopefully be able to draw one winner. They're going to get that Sasha Banks WWE figure for their very own. All you got to do is share the program. Come on the program, share it. Make it a point to let all your friends and family know about the Russell Talk podcast, and you might walk away here with that wonderful Sasha Banks figure. Also, as a reminder, that auction is going to be coming up in the next couple of days as well. Uh, make it a point to uh, follow uh, King Cade. Also, information will be coming on Russell Talk Podcast social media as well. Also, want to throw a shout out to the maestro Jeremy Carp and Interstate 70 Sports Media. A lot of great things are going on over there. Make it a point to check them out at Interstate 70 Sports Media. Gentlemen, I got to ask you right now, and it kind of goes a little bit of a different tangent. Well, but- well, wait a minute. Wait a minute here. So, apparently, and I, and again, we're just kind of all, this is live radio here, folks, okay? So apparently, the Empire has sent a representative. Um, the Empire has sent a representative that wants to speak briefly on Wrestle Brawl, the KWA Super Show coming this Saturday in the historic Memorial Hall. I'm not even really sure who we're going to be talking to, but if it's the Empire, I can tell you one thing for sure: there's going to be trouble. What? Music. I don't Night have out. music for the Empire. Music? I don't know what the hell's going on here. Night I don't out. I, this. What? I, I hate to do this, but I'm going to have to back out because I just lost all power, and uh, therefore I have lost my soundboard. So okay. it's going to be on you from here. Sorry you about that. You got you, buddy. That, listen, the Empire is everywhere, and apparently we have somebody representing the Empire. Empire. Empire Please make sure you unmute yourself. And according to what, what? music? Oh my gosh! I... Oh hell no! I'm... Yeah. What's going on Big here in the motherfucker? Chilling in the studio. Got five million boys. To kill. Got oh, five million. No. Dude, you're talking to the Empire, not a representative. Nah, uh, the Empire. Ray Leon, Ray Leon, what are you doing here? This is you mean, Mitch Onyx's time. This is not your no, no, time. No. Your time is coming this Saturday in Hutchinson, Kansas. Why are you on the Wrestle Talk podcast tonight? This is so disrespectful of you. Disrespectful? Yes. Oh, my goodness. First of all, you guys should be mad at Mitch for not making his towns and doing his job. I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be on here. Well, well there's a reason why, but... Trust me, it's not our fault. Oh, 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 okay, wait a minute. So, <laughs> you said trust me? It's not no, yeah, my yeah. fault? You can trust I know me. how you boys get down. No. I've seen how Gambino got down at the last show, bro. So don't try to tell me you don't have nothing to do with Mitch Onyx not being here. I don't have any evidence, but what is, just, I can't take you at face value, Ray Leon. I just what are you talking Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can't do it. Hold up a minute. Last time I checked, Joey Gambino was just having a conversation with a very respectful old man 
and then he got jumped from behind by an honorable, and I mean honorable, Joey Gambino. Or not Gambino, I'm sorry, Johnny Faith. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought that dude was a war hero. Dude. And then they want to jump my man from behind? Come on, man. Joey Gambino basically he was, saying was nice yelling and beautiful. spitting in the face of a veteran. A, 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 a veteran with more. He had so many, like, badges and stuff that he had them all. Dude, this hey, man was, was a great. Vietnam veteran, and Joey Gambino got in his face and started spitting. You don't think Johnny Faith, who was a former veteran himself, was going to have something to say about that? Come on, Ray Leon. You know better than that. He said absolutely great things about that man. He said, first of all, you're old and decrepit, which was the truth. He needed to hear that. So disrespectful. Second of all, he said that his medals kind of meant something. And thank you for your service, even though you probably didn't do anything. I, I didn't hear anything bad at all. Johnny Faith is the problem here, not Joey Gambino. That's a beautiful man, by the way. Great human being. He does great things for me and my company. Great okay. things. You know, I'm going to catch my breath here, and, and I want to be cordial because I'm hoping okay. that we can still get Mitch Onyx. I'm sure you guys got him locked in a trunk somewhere. What? Yes, yes. I'm going to say, listen, and I'm just a commentary no, 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 guy. No. I don't want no heat. Listen, I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover, Chico. Do you already know? I'm just saying. I'm the commentator. They pay me to commentate on what I see, and the Empire – is spelling and is going to spell a lot of trouble for the KWA, not only for XWE, but I think you guys will eventually make your over to PCW and raise some hell over there. And to be honest, I'm quite concerned, Ray Leon, quite concerned. And you should be concerned because we aren't raising trouble. We're just putting ourselves on the map. We're letting everybody know that we are the group in wrestling. There's nobody better or even at our level. And you guys will find that out very soon when Joey Gambino, Valencia y Paz make their mark at the Bobby Jagger Memorial Battle Royal this weekend at Memorial Hall in Hutchinson, Kansas. So it's all business, right? It's all oh, business, Ray Leon. It's all business. You come out in your fancy suit and your 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 overpriced glasses, and you disrespect the people of Hutchinson. You disrespect overpriced. the people of Kansas. And honestly, you're new around here. So nope. the way I look at it is that you should respect us before we respect you as fans. I have been in combat sports for the last 20 years. Do I really need to show respect to anybody else? Y'all should yes. be respecting me. This is the I am the business. one that deserves the respect instantly, no matter what I do in professional wrestling. 20 years of combat sports. Do you really think that I need to be respecting you guys? You guys should pay my, me my homage. And doing great things for you guys. That's what you need to be doing. You need to be saying thank you every time I come out there. Okay. Every time. I'll thank you. I'll thank you. I will thank you I appreciate it. for thank bringing. You. Okay, I mean, I'm going to be honest here. I will thank you for bringing Violencia and Paz to XWE, two very talented uh, professional wrestlers with the Latin American heritage. I want to thank you for bringing Joey Gambino to XWE, again, another, and I know he's got a lot of, you know, extracurricular businesses for him to come to XWE. It's something that oh, I, legitimate. I is well, listen, I, I'm, I'll let you speak on that. I won't because I don't want to sleep with the fishes. But my point is, is that what, you're bringing a lot you of talent. I'm not implying anything. I'm just, I'm just speaking what I see. 
So listen, I'm appreciative of you for bringing your collection of talent to XWA. I just, I'm not the biggest fans of how you guys go about your business. You're disrespecting veterans. You're, you're disrespecting fans. You're taking shortcuts in matches. And, and honestly, Ray, as a businessman, I don't think you need to do that. You have the talent in your stable to not have to operate like that. And I'm just wondering why it is that you choose to do it. I don't think we've taken a single shortcut since we they've been part of my team. Not a single one. Listen, Kudo was wasting my my time last time we were talking to him. I needed him out the ring, and he didn't get out. So I had to show him that I was not playing. I do not have time to waste. I've got things to get done. And if you're going to be in my way, we got to move you out the way. And first of all, back on that subject, we were not supposed to wrestle Kudo that night. Valencia and Poss got screwed. Just and like you, know you weren't it. supposed to be here tonight and you just decided to throw Mitch Onyx in the back of a trunk and take over? Just what? like that? You're implying that we did something to Mitch Onyx. That's a lie. I, I can only assume. I'm going to take you to court for that. Okay, my bad. Oh, allegedly. Oh, 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 allegedly. Oh, oh. Hold on. Let, let me, you let... too, Luke. Okay, hey, hold I, on a second I here. I didn't do anything here. Skywalker, I'm... listen. By you're the program director. By association. Oh, my. Skywalker, you're the program director here. You, you got to do me a favor and... Um, and try to help me sort out what the hell's going on here. Well, first of all, I got to say here, and I and I got to say to a certain degree with the Empire, when it comes down to it, I'm I might get a lot of of, of flack for this, but correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't wrestling about making money? Yeah. Isn't wrestling about winning championships? Now, I'm not going to say in my 30 plus years in professional wrestling that I did everything by the book by the letter of the law, if you will, when it comes to being inside professional wrestling. I did break a few rules here and there. And again, when it comes down to Mr. Leon, now I'm going to say, and I'm, I'm going to, again, I'm going to try to extend the olive branch here. While I wasn't expecting you to be on the program this evening, I will say that thus far, I mean, if they're making a statement, if they're setting the tone, then I've got to give them the props. Of course you do. Skywalker, how is... How you know can, what, Luke? Hold on. Geez, oh, shut Luke, up. I cannot believe shut up. this. Luke, you're not getting sued. You're good. You're a good man. I like you. Good job. Oh, well, well, thank you. Thank you very much, Ray. I mean, when it comes down to it, though, I, I do have to ask, what does, with all these things that have been going on, what does the future hold for the Empire? Big things, baby. Big Big million dollar things, and that's not gimmick infringement. I'm I'm serious. We're doing big you. business here. I get you completely, and I mean, again, it's one of those things where when you have, and again, uh, I I don't know what happened to Mitch Onyx. I have no official information. I mean, at this point right now, I mean, again, as Renee said, we're kind of learning as we go here. But I mean, again, I got to tell you right now, I'm thankful that we have Ray Leon here and and, and Renee. I get where you're coming from. You have a lot more history, a lot more knowledge about the empire. But when it comes down to it, I mean, thus far, it seems it was like all positive. successful. Well, you know Sorry, what? Luke, I, can't... I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. Oh, that was a, rude of me. Not a problem at all, sir. I can't, not a problem at all. I can't dispute that. And, and I will say, and I have to give credit. Shut up, credit... Ralph. Nobody cares about you, you stupid idiot. Okay, well, hold on a second now. Don't don't talk about a, a champion's uh, a family members. Come on, man. Come Bye. on, man. 
who, what champion of what? Well, one. I half, don't care. Anyway, uh, uh, Ford. Ray Leon. Okay, I guess I, I, I'll play along here, and I have one legitimate question. Okay, go the on. The Empire is booked on the biggest show that the KWA has all year. I don't know how you were able to negotiate that, nor am I sure how you were able to negotiate Joey Gambino getting into the matches he was in at our last show. But but I do have to ask you this question. When are we going to see you in the squared circle? You talk about 20 years of, of, of real life in-ring combat experience. Clearly, you have the Pod Piper syndrome. People are following you. And, and they believe you're going to lead them to the promised land. But I don't think we've ever seen you shake it up inside the square circle. So I got to ask only because I'm the interviewer and you're the interviewee by force. When are we going to see Ray Leon inside the KWA square circle? Well, as some of you know, and Renee, you know, and we've talked about this, I'm retired. There's no need for me to do anything physically anymore. I'm making my money. By just having my boys go make money for me and win titles. And we're soon going to win titles. So I wouldn't say anytime soon unless, you know, big business, baby. The right amount of money comes along. You might see me. But as of right now, well, there is one man. But not anytime soon, my friend. Not anytime soon. I need that money. And the money's the only thing that matters. So, unless you can find me that one man that's going to make me a lot of money, uh, I ain't getting in the ring for nothing. Feel me? Always the businessman. Ladies and gentlemen, Ray Leon, the leader, the undisputed, unquestioned leader of the empire. That's and right. You can catch him live this Saturday, December 4th, at the historic Hutchison, historic Hutchison Memorial Hall starting at 6.30 p.m., grab your tickets, go over to XWE, go over to PCW, go over and check out KWA. This guy, for as much trash as he talks, he absolutely, and I hate to admit this, he absolutely 100% backs it up. Ray Leon, thank you for your time, I guess. Oh, you're most certainly welcome. And every single one of you, all of you, after the night will remember only the Empire. I'm out. Renee, pay me my money. Oh, geez, Louise. Okay, Renee. I have no idea what the hell just happened there. Listen, I've been working on getting Mitch Onyx, a AIWF champion, on the show for weeks. This guy is a video game fanatic. He loves anime. He loves uh, professional wrestling. Uh, he, he's just an all-around incredible dude. And instead of Mitch Onyx, we get Ray Leon of the Empire interrupting what surely would have been one of our best interviews of the year. I, I'm just, I'm super disappointed and quite frustrated, and I can't believe that you encourage that nonsense. Roberts, how dare you? Well, you know, Renee, I got to look at it simple. You can't question success. And, and Sonny, I got to tell you right now, a lot of people would agree with you. You can't, and again, I'm not going to lie to the listeners and the fans of the Russell Talk podcast. You may not like what the Empire brings to the table. When it comes down to it, you can't argue with success. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to make a comparison here. And I can't believe, and I know my email. My phone's blowing up right now, by the way. Yeah, 
my email is going to blow up probably first thing tomorrow morning when I make this statement. The Empire reminds me a lot of the snitch in the last few months. The idea of where you go out, you take care of business, you do what you got to do to make a statement. And I'm going to tell you right now, when it comes down to it this Saturday, the Empire, they sound like they're ready to make a statement. Just like we make a statement each and every week here on the WrestleTalk podcast. Whether it's the Night Owl or the Maestro or Big Sexy Chris Rodell. Ray Leon's people are already messaging me as far as, like, they're asking me when they're going to get paid. You guys weren't even scheduled to be on the show tonight! Why would I pay you? Night Owl, you may not necessarily agree with what I, I I was going earlier, but I got one other thing here. You mentioned the word perfect unscheduled we're gonna make sure that the empire they came on they gave us some of their time and we appreciate that we do when it comes down to it trust me luke roberts is gonna make sure that this doesn't cause any kind of problems for us because we're going strong here we're getting near episode 375 in two weeks and trust me the empire they're gonna be making big waves this coming saturday but they're not gonna make major waves here for Luke Roberts and the Night Owl right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. I hate how you do that. You hey. almost make it sound like you're on our side. Shame on you, Skywalker. <laughs> hey, like- when it comes down to it, Night Owl, <laughs> we, we've got everything taken care of here tonight. And you know what? With only five minutes left or so here until that hour at 9 o'clock here, I got to tell you. We're going to finish on time. How about that? Well, hold up, hold up. <laughs> I, I, I got to ask you, Renee. What's you up? you got a lot of things going on. I got to tell you, and again, for those of you that have been watching the program, thank you for watching us tonight. Yeah, shout out. And the opportunity here with Leon Mephisto, Ray Leon. uh, Hopefully we can get Mitch Onyx rescheduled here in the next uh, time to come. But I got to tell you right now, another thing that's going to be popping up here real soon, big thing going on, NXT War Games. It's going to be coming up here soon enough. And I got to tell you, these teams really, and I know a lot of people have been complaining about NXT, these teams really intrigue me. And the team that intrigues me the most is one of, actually, I'll be honest, is the women's match. When you have Toxic Attraction and Dakota Kai on one side, the other side, you have Cora Jade, Io Shirai, uh, Raquel Gonzalez, and Kaylee Ray. I mean, that's a team right there. I mean, I'm going to tell you, Renee, a lot of people have been talking trash about NXT, but NXT War Games has really been intriguing me. The other one, too, another match, and again, the men's match. Bro, bro, listen, listen, time out. Time out. We got Mitch. Now, Mitch, I don't know if you know this, while you were out, Ray Leon got on here and took over your segment. And we're all very disturbed by this. Okay? We don't know what happened. happened. I'm assuming that they locked you in the back of a 68 Cadillac or something like that. I don't know what the hell happened because the Empire has been running rampant. But while you were dealing with those issues, he kind of came on, took over. I know we've got a lot to discuss in very little time, but he is here. Somehow he made I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just jumping to conclusions here. I don't know if the Empire had anything to do with it. But ladies and gentlemen, even if it's just for a couple of brief moments, a guy that I believe to be one of the few guys that is the future of Midwest wrestling, 
one of the better young talents coming out of the state of Kansas and a guy that has represented not only XWE to the nth degree, but also the AIWF, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Mitch Onyx. Hey! We thought that the Empire got a hold of you. I don't know. If you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. We'll leave it alone. We're we're obviously going to have to find some more time to do this because we are running a little short on time this evening. But, bro, welcome to the show. Are you okay? Are you going to be all right to compete on December 4th? Oh, let me tell you something. Actually, uh, give me give me one moment. Okay, give okay. Me one moment, guys. Give me one yeah, little yeah, moment yeah, here. Sure. Okay. You know, right. I'm glad he's okay. Skywalker, I thought he was a goner. Again, this is one of those where, again, tonight everything was going smoothly, and then all of a sudden all this stuff with the oh, Empire, and now we just... have Mitch Onyx with us. Oh, oh wow. there he Yeah, go. baby. Right. No. Excuse me, guys. Talking about December 4th with Empire, whoever they may call themselves, no one really gives a damn. If I'm being honest here, but I know Luke Roberts likes him. I mean, he likes him. Yeah. Hey, you do? He does. Back. Yes. You know, the fact that back. you bought that shirt to show so shows me something about what you like. So, uh, <laughs> that is a pretty ugly yeah, shirt, Robert. Back with the Starbucks seven you're wearing. But anywho, um, what was it? Uh, Ray Leon. Yeah, yeah, he came on, took over. I assume that, like I said, that they thrown you in the back of a '78 Cadillac, bro. I, I'm just glad you're okay. Nah. Mm-mm. Me in the Cadillac? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Not good. By the Empire? Right. Absolutely not. But let me tell you what's going to happen, my man. All December right. 4th, I'm entering in the Battle Royal, the Bobby Jagger Battle Royal Memorial Hall. And Shout I out know to Bobby Jagger. Jagger. Rest in peace. The Empire is going to be in that match. Yeah. Uh, Paz and Violence are going to be yep. in that match. And I'm setting examples. I'm setting examples to the Empire. I'm going to show them who I am and why you don't mess with me. It's plain and simple. That's that's all I have to say to them. I mean, they're not worth my time in the first place, but I just keep hearing the chatter. So, bro, and, and you seen what they did at the last show, bro? Uh, Joey Gambino went up to a decorated Vietnam veteran and was flat out disrespecting him. You saw Johnny Faith go out there, man. The locker room almost cleared out, bro. It's just a straight up nonsense. But you, you're a different kind of guy. You are the GEM. You're the greatest ever made, and that's why you have that AIWF National Championship over your shoulder. Mitch, um, I have to ask you this question because, you know, uh, the Wrestle Talk podcast and AIWF, we, we've got a very, very close relationship. Our boy Matt over there always takes care of us, bro. I know having that belt over your right shoulder means a lot to you, man. Can you talk to us about acquiring that championship and what it means to carry it for you? Well, man, let me tell you something. As a wrestler, you you got to find who you are. You got to find who you are some way, find out what your style is. And honestly, that's what I was doing before I became AIWF national champion. And when I got this belt, I knew exactly who I was. I knew exactly what I had to do and who I had to beat. Okay. I had been calling everyone out from Indiana to Texas to Oklahoma to Egypt to North Korea. I don't care. At the end of the day, no one's taking this from me at all. They can be big and bad. They can think they go over all the time. It doesn't matter. And they whoa, can express whoa, whoa. Is that a shot at Blade? Listen, man. If Was you, that a shot at Blade? If you want to point it out, we can go ahead and talk about it since we're on the topic, right? He's injured, but he's I heard big and bad. He's injured, and I know Mr. Blade is going to go at the hottest people on the map as soon as he comes back, and he knows he's going to have my name in his mouth. I'm and sure. And he wants to stay off that injury list. He better keep his distance, if you know what I mean. 
Whoa, you oh, gotta baby. relax, Mitch. Mitch, the confidence is like, bro, you, wow. Listen, man, listen. Let me ask you guys a question, Luke and, and Renee. Let me ask you a question. Is it is it confidence if it's factual? No, it's just facts, baby. Exactly. 100%. And that's 100% a fact. That's not just a fact. That's not just an opinion. It's not a statement. It's a mitchified fact. There's nothing but the truth in that. <laughs> man, I like this guy, Skywalker, <laughs> man. Mitch Onyx got all the confidence. And listen, uh, um, before I throw it back over to Luke Roberts, I got to ask you, I see all the anime stuff in the background. Oh, to yeah. me, you give me these these incredible, and, and, and I'm going to sound like a nerd here. I'm a big Naruto fan, and... And, and, and I don't say Naruto, I say Naruto, uh, because when I started watching it, all you could get were the dubs, right? With the sub, with the subs, right? Like back yeah. in, this would have been 2004, maybe 2003, like way back when I hear you talk and I hear a little Naruto, like, this is how I'm going to do it. This is my ninja way. And obviously, you stand out amongst a lot of talented guys coming out of the state of Kansas. I mean, you got Paradox, you got Leo D, you got uh, uh, Q, uh, also known as Calvin Aldridge. A lot of great young talent, man. Why do you think you've been able to set yourself apart from a pack of extremely talented up-and-comers from the Midwest? Well, man, you you put it, you hit it right on the bullseye. Uh, Naruto, at the way his story is, how he started off as pretty much absolute nobody, no one really cared about him. And his goal was all the way from day one, man, to be the best, be on top. And honestly, for me, that's that's the exact same thing I'm trying to do with wrestling, man. Because when I was young and I said this is what I wanted to do and I wanted to be the best, no one believed me. They thought, oh, this guy watched too much TV. Like they always think to everybody, man. And then I came, I joined. Um, you oh wow. Come on, Ray. You've had your time in the sun, Ray Leon. Enough of this nonsense. Can you can you add another person to this? Uh, we can, yeah. We but can. we've heard, no more Ray Leon, please. I, yeah, I'm begging you, no more, no more. But we do have um, Sunny Money here, who is a big Mitch Sunny, Onyx mark. Yep. So enough Ray Leon. Guy, look, Roberts, can you talk? Can silence yeah. them. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to, to be on the feed tonight. I don't know what kind of clout Ray Leon thinks he has, but enough of that. Enough of that yeah. nonsense. So I'm the fan of story, as you ask, because I respect you. So looks like Naruto, man. Just what did he do? He he beat everybody. Beat who all the best were. All the, the villains or the good guys. He named the name for himself. Made a name for himself. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do, man. Because wrestling to me, it's not. I don't care about gimmicks, t-shirts, and all that stuff, man. I want to be on top. I want to be the best. That's it. That is it. You see, that I'm the best or I failed. I have failed or I'm the best. There's no in the middle. There's no in the beginning or end. It's one or the other. And as you said, you named Paradox. You named Leo. All those great people. I want every single one of them. I want to show I can hang with every single one of them even more. And that's my goal, man. Around the world. Skywalker, I know you want to jump in here. With the greatest ever made, but I guess I do have another, I guess, not one last question, but another question before I pass it over. So you are the national champion, and we were talking to a guy that's a 20-year veteran in this business, Leon Mephisto. A lot of Leon's here tonight. That's weird. But point being, he said, you know what I really hate? And and when you're 20 years in the business, you can kind of get away with saying shit like this. And, and Mephisto has definitely earned that respect in the business. Shout out to my St. Louis folks. 
He said, you know what I really hate? I hate when guys call their championship in a small indie market the world championship, even though they're only defending that championship in that particular town. Now, the AIWF National Championship is not one of those championships that calls itself a national championship, but is only defended in one small town. No, no, no. See, Mitch Onyx was recently in Texas. And that's what I think really truly makes a champion. If your belt says national on it, you should be recognized and working nationally. You've done that. You were recently in Texas, and I hear that that was an absolutely incredible experience for you, bro. Talk to us a little bit about your recent trip down to the biggest state in the union, good old Texas. Oh, man. Uh, Top of Texas, Marcus Johnson, Daniel Ryan, man, triple threat match. Let me tell you, the crowd was hot it was hot man i don't know if it was hot because there's no ac or maybe the room was hot <laughs> everyone's breath at the same time i don't know man it's always but, summer in texas <laughs> exactly but hey man top of texas has the best talent too man amazing place and that's where i was this last weekend and honestly i'll be back there way more a lot more so check out top you. of texas so traveling champion that's a national champion i think little bit of a novelty, Skywalker. I know you've been excited. I'm glad we were finally able to get to you, Mitch. I know this whole thing with the Empire has been a little out of control this evening, but we got you. We're going to keep you as long as we can. So, Skywalker, what do you got for the AIWF National Champion, greatest ever made, Mitch Onyx? Floor well, I can tell you right now, a man with the name, the greatest ever made, right then and there from the comments he's already made tonight, I got to tell you, he's a man who stepped up. He brings the game. Right now, he is the AIWF national champion. I agree with you, Renee. If you've got something like the national or international, you've got to be able to defend your championship against anybody, anytime, anywhere. And my question is going to be taking it on a little bit of a different level. We know full well that in a little bit over a month, we're going to say goodbye to 2021. And from what I can tell about you, Mitch, you're going to be holding that championship for a good long while. In 2022, we're looking a little bit ahead. What do you say is going to be the biggest thing that Mitch Onyx is going to do in the year 2022? That's great. It's a great question, man. I already have an answer for you. See, this towel right here is very prestigious. It's even more prestigious than I'm holding it, by the way. Facts. You see, like, I like being equal around the world. And honestly, man, my left shoulder, the balancing, it's kind of <laughs> off, you know. A little way down on the right side. Yeah, I can't like the the toys at Walmart. It's not the same. So you're <laughs> twenty two. Let I'm let everyone know who thinks they're a champion until they face me. Of course, that I'm coming to collect belts, not just two, not little Mitchy three belts, but every time I step in the ring with a champion, their property will come to me. So that's my going twenty twenty two. I'm coming for the best, and I'm coming for belts, and that's just plain and simple. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, Strong again, this, this is a man. There's there's a thing of confidence and overconfidence, and I'm going to tell you right now when it comes down to it, uh, I'm going to say Mitch Onyx, he walks that fine line. It's one of those. I, I kind of liken it to something uh, that's been said countless times. It's not bragging when you can back it up. And that's what Mitch Onyx can do. And, I mean, again, for the time you spend in professional wrestling, every time I've turned around as of late, I'm hearing Mitch Onyx has done this. Mitch Onyx has done that. And I'm going to tell you, from my own personal knowledge, being around professional wrestling as long as I have, 
I got to tell you, Mitch Onyx is going to be a name that we're going to be hearing a lot about for a long time to come. I mean, look at it. He's carrying a man who comes on the Wrestle Talk podcast representing the AIWF and having that national championship with him. That shows not only how dedicated he is to professional wrestling, but how much he has a level of prestige and a level of honor for that championship belt. Well, and, and let me, let me just say, before you jump in, I, I want to say this just really quickly. Yeah. Like, it's one thing, by the way, you have the fans and, and the people watching arguing with each other. So kudos to you. <laughs> <laughs> but but here's the thing. So it's one thing to defend that belt. It's another thing to defend that belt across the country. And it's a whole other thing to defend that belt, defend that belt across the country, and then to come on shows like this and elevate the championship. I know you feel like you're elevating by just carrying it, but Mitch, you're doing everything that it takes to become a great champion. I know that pressure has got to be weighing on you a little bit. Let me tell you something, man. And just like Luke said, I'm making a name for myself. And what this world doesn't understand, and like you said, all the pressure, you haven't seen 35% of what I can do. Let me ask you something, Renee. You think I'm very athletic, correct? Absolutely. Okay. Have you ever seen me do a 450? Not yet. You have not, correct? No. Let me tell you something, man. I am man of moves, all of the moves, all right? I don't limit myself to three good ones, try to get, you know, pop the guys in the back with my little DDT. No, man. I am Mitch, the you got living... a 450 in your back pocket? Dude, I am the living moveset, man. I can hang with anybody, anybody's grandma, anyone's dead ancestors. <laughs> no one can hang with me, man. I'm barely living a pinky to hang with these dudes. Okay, well, we do have a question here, and, and I think it's a very good one because as great as you are, the greatest of all time have eventually lost, uh, with I think the exception of Michael Jordan. He's the only one that never lost in a championship, though he did lose in the playoffs for France, blah, blah, blah. So the question from Sonny here is, is it stressful knowing that you're the greatest? I think this is his perception AIWF national champion of all time. I think you're making a bid for that position, but is it stressful knowing that you're in the conversation? Not at all. It's not. Uh, I am very honored to even to even hear someone say that, that uh, the best of all times, man. But I strive to do that. I really do. I don't, you can't see it, but I have a huge purple bruise on my head from a forearm and just scars on my back, man. And not Remington and Chewy Martinez literally – chocolate tea into my chest so no it's not stressful it's not stressful at all all the the pain i'm getting from defending my title i love every single bit of it and i will not stop taking it neither because no one's taking this belt from me it's not stressful at all it's my life and i love my life Jeez, louise well you know what and we love the energy that you bring to not only being a champion to every single a promotion that you happen to be working for. Now, uh, we do have a few more minutes left, and, and we do want to get into a little bit of a trivia challenge because I think this will be a good time. I think you'll enjoy it. But let's jump into something a little bit more personal. So you have uh, been in professional wrestling how many years now? Oh, man, uh, I started. So I don't think you ever heard the story of how uh, this all really started, huh? No, I'm curious. Yeah, best thing ever, man. So um, I went to Billy Simmons School, XWE, greatest guy ever. He Facts. trained me at, I say, June 2019. Um, I was supposed to make my debut standing tall before literally maybe a week before the lockdown happened. 
They took the debut was gone. My first wrestling match was gone. So, man, quarantine shows off offset. I was wrestling people like Chandler. Chandler, you got Niles. Chandler Hopkins. Yeah, you got Niles Paulier. You got I me. Mean, I suck at last names, but just people. Okay, I got you, yeah. bro. I know them all. You got Moonshine. Mantel. Yeah, beating me on the ropes. You got Blade destroying me, Graham Bell destroying me. And the fact that I was getting beat, the reason why I'm struggling with these names, man, because there's a list of people who are just destroying me during COVID, man. Beating me up. But every single match I got beat up, I learned something from it. I learned what to do in this situation. How do I get out of that? What do I do about this? You know, and all those times, all those matches, man, I was building in my head. I was building myself I knew one day I'll get a chance to showcase that. And that's exactly what I did. And it's I'm not done learning yet, man. Every single day I'm watching wrestling. ROH 2006 is where I get half my craft from, man. Brian Danielson, Kenta, Ultimo Dragon. That's just me, man. That's that's Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens. Yeah, exactly. incredible lineup. Yeah, and, and that's that's just that's just me, man. That's how I started. COVID tried to take it from me, but hey man, I, I did what I could to stay relevant. And now when, when we got back from lockdown and everything was back up, everybody was rusty. I was hot. All the way I up. Was fresh. <laughs> if it's up, then it's up, right? Yep. And keep it going. So we have okay, I'm gonna allow this one because I think it's relevant. And I, I think the Empire's just just greedy that they don't have the goal that you have. But here's one last message from Ray Leon. I want to give you the opportunity to respond here. It says Goodness, I can't stand you. Screw the money. I'd come out of a retirement just to slap you around. <laughs> now, oh. I know you're not intimidated. <laughs> I know you're not intimidated, Mitch, but but let, let's speak not just to Ray Leon, but to all the challengers that, that are probably foaming at the mouth. I, I see Revan. I see uh, King Vale. I see uh, so many other people. Uh, just here in our area, probably even beyond that, that are probably looking at you foaming at the mouth and going, hmm, this guy's young. This guy doesn't roll in a pack. He's kind of a single guy. You're, you're kind of not single in, in that sense, but you, you kind of stand alone, so to speak. So you don't necessarily always have someone watching your back, bro. What message do you have to deliver to the Ray Leones of the world? Like this. I might not have like eight or ten people like the Empire does watching my backs. I don't need that many people watch. I don't need anyone watching my back. Because as long as I have two legs and two hands, I will whoop anyone's ass on this damn planet. Yeah, yeah baby, let's go. Right? You understand me? He can run his mouth all he wants. He can change his shades as many as he can or buy all those men's warehouse suits he has to rent them and take them back to where they go to because he sure as hell doesn't own them. Second off, he can make as many posters as he wants, but guess what? He'll never have this. This won't be on the poster because it's going to be on me, on daddy's arm, not yours, ever. Shots fired! Shots fired! <laughs> the end, buddy. Finn. Jeez, Louise. Skywalker F-I-N. Fiend. Uh, Skywalker, I know we got to get into the game show challenge, but any final thoughts or questions for the greatest ever made? Well, I don't know really if I can follow too much of that, but I do have one question. You're talking about all these great wrestlers that you've competed against during the pandemic, and now you are the AIWF national champion. I have to ask you, we talked about 2022 and what the future is going to hold for the greatest ever made. If you had an opportunity in 2022 to wrestle one wrestler, 
guaranteed, no questions asked. You said it. It would happen. Who would you rest? That's a hard question, man. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow my heart on this one, man. There's one person since day one. I've always wanted to step in the ring with just to not just to see how we'll do or just to see how good I'll be to prove a point. And that is Paradox. Because Paradox is the my KWA coach. Heartland champion. Yep, he's mm. my coach. He, he trained me since day one. And let me tell you something about Paradox. Since I walked the first day, I walked into XW, he had that look on his face like, you won't last for two weeks. And guess what? It's 2021. He still has that damn look on his face. So in my head, I feel like he doesn't think I can last a second in the ring with him. And that pisses me off. It pisses me off really bad. So anyone, actually, it will happen eventually. Trust me on that. But if there's anyone I can wrestle now, it's Paradox. All right. Well, I got to tell you right now. Great question, Skywalker. We said, we said it earlier. You have the idea of confidence and overconfidence, and it's not bragging when you're good. It's not bragging when you're great. And right now, Mitch Onyx is showing why he belongs in the not only in the ADA IWF national championship, but he deserves to be considered for all championships in the AIWF. Well, you know, gentlemen, again, with everything that's going on tonight, the empire being here, there and everywhere, it's time. And and Mitch, I know that you consider yourself to be a man who knows a lot about wrestling. And I know the night owl, you consider yourself an expert in the world of professional wrestling. I try. I try. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll tell you what, gentlemen, what I want to do is I want to propose an opportunity for you, for you two to showcase your wrestling knowledge in a best of three, uh, best two out of three falls trivia challenge that we like to call the world famous Russell top podcast game show challenge. Now, now, I know you're ready. You're always ready for a matchup here on the podcast. Mitch, are you ready for tonight's contest? He might be ready, but he ain't ready for me. Okay. Woo! All right. I like it. Let's go, baby. I'll do a little trivia challenge. Let's get down, Bobby Brown. All righty. Will you go ahead and have a little bit of that intro music, uh, Night Owl? Yeah, let's go ahead and do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a guy that we thought we weren't going to even see tonight courtesy of Empire, showed up, had a killer interview, and has an opportunity to go one-on-one with the Night Owl in a little bit of a trivia challenge. Ladies and gentlemen, for episode 373, we welcome you into tonight's edition of the WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. All right, take it away, sir. All right, welcome to this week's installment of the world famous Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. Tonight's contest are the Russell Talk Podcast's own The Night Owl, Renee Martinez, and the AIWF National Champion, Mitch Onyx. In a few moments, gentlemen, I will ask you three questions about a particular professional wrestling topic. Whenever you think you know the answer to the question, shout out your answer. With tomorrow being the start of the month of December, tonight's WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge category is December birthdays. I will give you information about three individuals who have birthdays in the month of December. When you think you know who I'm talking about, please shout out your answer. The first person to win two falls will win tonight's WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. 
Night Hour, are you ready? Always ready. No, he ain't. Wow. Uh, the greatest ever made, Mitch Onyx. Are you ready? What? Like, duh. Does the rain come <laughs> from the floor? What do you mean? <laughs> There's a bear shit in the woods, damn it. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, here we go. Question number one. This WWE Hall of Famer, born on December 18th, is a former champion in both WCW and the WWE. He has been considered by many to be the Hulk Hogan of the WWF Attitude Era. John Cena. No. Most recently, he runs his own successful podcast <laughs> with episodes. Stone Cold. Stone Cold Steve Austin is correct. <laughs> John ah! Cena is Why did I say John Cena? You were, you were thinking the next generation. You were thinking I don't, of the. I don't think anybody considers. He jumped when you he heard Hulk the Hulk Hogan of anything. Stone Cold is the era. He's heard Hulk Hogan and jumped. Okay, no, but my thing is like, whoever would consider Stone Cold the Hulk Hogan of everything? Stone Cold is is the Stone Cold of Stone Cold. There is no Hogan when you talk. Okay, anyway, let's go. Next question. Hey, just to let you know, you have to go back. You know that there's a committee that puts to get this together every week. I know there's going to be a discussion. The committee's been on my shit meeting. list for years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, question number two. This Canadian professional wrestler. Chris Jericho. Bret Hart. No. Also born on December 18th is a seven-time WWF women's champion and WWE Hall of Famer. She is also oh, a fitness model uh, and owns her own yoga Tristratus. studio. Tristratus. I'm going to tell you right now, it is now one fall apiece. The Night Owl coming through with the second question. Mm. I didn't even know Tristratus was an American. <laughs> She's not. She's Canadian. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. <laughs> she got a lot of maple syrup. You do what I'm saying? <laughs> mm -hmm. Time, ladies and gentlemen, for that deciding third and final fall. Mitch, are you ready? I think that's a okay. yes. I think I'm going to take that as yes, a yes. Yeah, yeah he's, ready. he's been ready. Game, right? Yeah, night hour. Are you ready? Don't sing All it. Right. Bring Here it. Here we go. This professional wrestler, born on December 27th is a former champion in Impact Wrestling. AJ Styles. No. They are also one half of the current WWE Women's Tag Team Champions and Queen of the Ring. Name her. Uh, Carmella and Selena Vega. Okay, I'm going to have to go I'm going to have to go to the recording here because Hold on one second here, Jeff. I got it right. I just couldn't say her name. I said it first, uh, clearly. Ladies and gentlemen, your winner of tonight's Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Why don't we have a drum roll drop? Can you make a note of that, Skywalker? We, make a note we need of a that. drum roll drop. This is this is tense. Ladies and gentlemen, your winner of tonight's world famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. And still, AIWF national champion, the greatest ever made, Mitch Onyx. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Listen, listen I just want to say, like, this is the, the best. I told you I was going <laughs> to. Damn it. Damn it. Oh, oh no, I think man. we lost the products. Go home, Renee. Oh, Jesus. Are you in your house? Messed up my camera.
Somebody stop the damn match. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, listen, Mitch. Mitch, uh, the fans are, are going crazy. YouTube, Facebook, everybody's going wild. By the way, we're still trying to give away, uh, <clears throat> and I'm sure you, you feel the same way about Sasha Banks that I do, Mitch Onyx. <sighs> we are giving away an Elite Series collection Sasha Banks action figure just for the listeners of the Wrestle Talk podcast, guys, hit the share button, comment, like us if you never have before. We'll pick someone randomly. We'll send this to your house. We'll cover the shipping, courtesy of the Wrestle Talk podcast. And you know what makes this even more awesome? You get an opportunity to win this on an episode where we actually got Mitch Onyx on the show. Make some noise! <laughs> Mitch, we're going to stay away from what happened during those 20 minutes that you were MIA. I'm sure you will resolve those things uh, in due time with whoever was responsible. All I can say is this. Number one, welcome as the newest member of the WrestleTalk podcast family. I knew that once we finally got a chance to do this, and Lord knows there's been a lot of things that have gotten in the way of you and I being able to hook up. Yeah. But it finally happened, and you did not disappoint. And number two, bro, in addition to being the newest member of the WrestleTalk Podcast family, bro, we know that you're going to continue to be successful in this business because you have the things that are most important. You love what you do, and you're willing to do the work, man. So thank you so much, Mitch, for being here. I truly appreciate it. I look forward to every time that I know I'm going to run into you in the locker room. I look forward to every time that you post a new match. And I especially look forward to when I get an opportunity to call your matches ringside for the KWA, brother. So thank you for being here. Nothing but love and respect. On behalf of the WrestleTalk Podcast, and you know what? You actually even get some victory music for winning the Game Show Challenge. Go ahead and hit it. Congratulations, Luke Roberts. Any final thoughts for Mitch Honest before we let him go tonight? Well, I got to tell you right now, I know we had a lot of issues that we're not going to discuss right now. But uh, <laughs> on behalf of Renee and myself, I want to say thank you for coming on the program, Mitch. It's it's an honor, a privilege to have you on the program tonight. I look forward to seeing all of your uh, successful title defenses as we move on into 2022. And honestly, from what I've heard tonight and from what I've seen in the ring, as we see the Let's Go Onyx, uh, I'm going to tell you right now. You're not a fan. You don't know how to do it. Stick to to the ring, Mitch. I can tell you right now, as you said earlier on, 2022, I can honestly say I could see another championship belt being on that other shoulder for the greatest ever made, Mitch Onyx. Mitch, for those that want to follow you on social media or catch you inside the professional wrestling ring, how can they – find you hey man just go to any social media you have no matter it's uh maybe ebay my not ebay my space facebook or anything just type <laughs> in you can type in mi i'll pop up of course or you can type my full name no matter you'll see it trust me i'm that big but I am, i'm gonna be quiet about that but um one thing i am gonna say two things actually when it comes to 2022 i'm gonna make you guys two promises all right next year i will have three belts i will have three belts including this one on my waist and on my arm, will I have more? Probably. But three belts will be certain. 
And number two, December 4th, as soon as that battle royal starts, I am kicking someone's ass from the Empire. So let them know that. Fair warning. And that's about it. Wow. I think he said it right there, Renee. I knew that this was going to be an incredible interview. Mitch, um, let's go ahead and talk off the air about getting you some security going in uh, to Wrestle Brawl. Listen, bro, I know you like to roll alone, bro, but these dudes don't play nice. I don't don't roll alone, man. Listen here. Listen, I got Jose and I got Philip. All right. That's all I need. (laughs) Jose and Philip. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, one more time, make some noise for your reigning, defending AIWF national champion, the greatest ever made, Mitch Onyx! And there he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Skywalker, what an incredible privilege and opportunity we had this evening to uh, interview one of the long-standing respected professional wrestlers in the Midwest and one of the young up-and-coming talents in the Midwest. You guys know we cover the West Coast when we talk to our boys over in Oregon. You know we cover the East Coast when we talk to our boys over in the uh, in the Eastern Panhandle. But man, do we have the Midwest covered like a blanket or what, Skywalker? I couldn't agree with you more, Renee. And one thing, too, if there's people that you want to see on the Wrestle Talk podcast, make it a point. Send those messages to us on social media. Make it a point to put it in the uh, comment section. Make sure that you're sharing that information because you know you never know who you're going to see on the Wrestle Talk podcast, whether it's been Ring of Honor or people from the NWA or people from AEW or Impact Wrestling. You name it, send us some information. Send us who you want to see on the Wrestle Talk podcast. And we'll do everything we can to make it happen. Renee, it's always an honor and a privilege to be here on the Wrestle Talk podcast with you, good sir. Episode 373 is in the books, two weeks away from 375. I'm going to tell you, you got to let people know Wrestle Talk podcast every Tuesday night's the place to be right here on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. Check us out everywhere we are. We are bringing the best each and every week. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again for your time tonight. Another wonderful episode. I don't know what the hell the deal was with the Empire. We're going to have to up our security at the very least if Mitch Onyx refuses to do so for himself. But what I will tell you for sure is that we're going to continue to give back to the pro wrestling community because you guys have given so much to us. If it wasn't for you, we would certainly not be here. And at the end of the day, guys, all we're here to do is to talk a little wrestling. Everybody have a good night. Thank you for participating in tonight's show. And hopefully before too long, we'll be able to give away this incredible Sasha Banks action figure. Everybody have yourselves a wonderful night. Peace. Peace.